Poison Rana. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Poison Rana. You found us on whatever podcast app you're listening to, or you found us on youtube.com slash at Poison Rana pod. Hello, YouTubers. Hello, Hello, Poison Rana-ers. Poison Pals. Poison Pals. Friends. Yeah, friends. That's right. Hello. We are back. The boys are back in town. Smoke them if you got them. It is a new Poison Rana after weeks of absence. We are back. We are back. Yes. We've missed you. How is everyone? Yeah. Good? Yeah. You doing all right? How's your How's your folks? How's your uh, cousins, your friends? We're keeping it real. Wow. Look at you. Yeah. Yeah. We always keep it real here on Poison Rana, and it's a big show here today because we are back. We are reunited. It feels so good, and we're going to chat about everything going on in the world of pro wrestling when it seems it's been pretty quiet since we've been away. <laughs> we haven't missed much, yeah, right? Yeah, what's happened? Nothing, Nothing really, right? No, just a couple of events here and there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so exactly. we're going to talk all about that. <laughs> Yeah, wow, where do we start? So we were away for three weeks. We went back to, we went to London. You, uh, you visited Europe for the first time. Uh, any patrons can hear, uh, all about it in our little road trip diaries we've got. And we just released a behind the BDE talking in depth about our whole trip on on the poison runner patreon yeah that's right uh patrons we were away we did still release some shows like our all in 2018 review just before we left for our trip but uh we did some road diaries where we recorded some voice notes and posted them on our patron for our patrons on our patreon where we were talking about our travels we went to london england i was there for two weeks you were there for three weeks Mm -hmm. and in between that we also did some 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 trips and some travels across the the city and uh, across Europe, even. So you want to hear all about our trip to Berlin and everything that we got up to while we were in London. I went to uh, Aldi. You did go to Aldi, yeah. We we we. I got meal deals. You did. You didn't go to Greg's, did you? No. Uh, I walked Gareth by. Was a bit disappointed about that. Yeah, I walked by a few of them. Yeah. Wenzel's and Greg's kind of looked mid. Well, you, you didn't go. Yeah, you didn't fair, go. Fair, yeah. I did enjoy though Tesco, mm-hmm. and uh, what else did I? Lots of places. Uh, Marks and Spencers. I yeah, think yeah, yeah. To, yeah. That was fire too. Yeah. So I, I did. I'm pretty much British now after being there for two weeks. So that was a, a whole lot of fun, and uh, yeah, we did a whole show for our world champs. That I it was it was like a a, a road trip diary mm. essentially. We did a long behind the BDE that maybe I'll make for all patrons in the next little while, just so they can hear. All the trouble we got up to in London and Berlin, and yeah. and you went to Barcelona as went well. To Barcelona too, yeah. And then you got possibly got COVID. Yeah, yeah, got a little sick, still recovering. <laughs> so got an inhaler now, I can't breathe. Oh wow, look yeah. at you! Uh, welcome. Uh, so so yeah, we got a lot of things going on. So uh, we're here to talk about it. So how you doing? I'm exhausted. How are yeah. you? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, I worked yesterday during the day, so I'm not. On the crazy schedule of TIFF, like you are right yeah, now. Yeah, I came back on Tuesday evening. I had one day off, and then I've been thrust in back into work where it's it's TIFF, the yeah. the Toronto International Film Festival. Uh, the venue of most of the big big films is immediately opposite our bar, so we're incredibly busy. Um, and today is going to be day four of fourteen in a row wow. for me. So uh, very busy. Everyone's dropping like flies. Everyone's ill. Um, but yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't miss this for the world. Have you seen any celebrities? No, 
None have come in? No. I swear they Maybe. I Someone said James Marsden was in the bar the other day. Cyclops? Yeah, but I, I didn't Shit, see him. dude. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, I saw Nickelback for free the other oh, day. Oh, you did go. I made it. Okay, nice. They were on at seven, mm. and they played free in on just off King Street on John for a whole hour, and I left work just a little early. We were we airing the news like, hey, Nickelback's on at seven. I'm like, wait, I can, I can kind of make it. It's somewhat on the way home to where mm. we live. And I made it just as like thousands. You you must have seen how crazy King oh, Street was. Friday was nuts. It was Absolutely insane. Nuts. I mean, Nickelback, the uh, the kings of Canada, I guess, uh, played for free, and a lot of people showed up. It's because they have a new documentary about how people hate Nickelback. Well, I I think also it's because there aren't any stars because of the strike, so no yeah. actors or anything are like involved really this year at TIFF. I saw that, but then I'm reading like the other day, I'm, I'm walking by King Street and people are going nuts and I'm like, oh, who's actually here? Willem Dafoe was there. Nicolas Cage was here today. So I think there's like loopholes because, you know, a lot of actors have producer credits right. on their films. So I think a lot might be doing it gotcha. in the producer sense, but okay. I can imagine a lot of people kind of being a bit miffed by that. Uh, similar with like John Cena being on SmackDown now right, for the right. next eight weeks because of these strikes and it's like well are you really striking then yeah if you're still doing entertainment stuff but you must feel for like certain people i i don't necessarily feel for a lot of the big names it's it's people who's like been putting their blood sweat into tears into stuff and then not even being able to tweet out like hey watch my show yeah it's that's pretty shitty so i mean while while hollywood's on strike this is gonna push back like new content for for quite a while now like it takes a while to pump out mm. tv shows and movies so this is gonna push stuff back like your the movies and shows you've been waiting for to come back or whatever like that's gonna be a while but you know what people can do yeah watch the shit they've never watched before that's right go back There's and watch thousands of films and tv shows you've probably never seen out there. even better you can listen to podcasts you can. about us we watching striking. yeah we we watch stuff and talk about it so join in on our little book club and Go back and check out a lot of our movie reviews and wrestling reviews. We make wrestling playlists for you for best match ever, and mm-hmm. you don't even know it. So go check out those shows that we do. Some of them are free on this feed, and some of them are behind our paywall on our Patreon. But we, we will not stop watching stuff and talking about it. So no striking here. And that's a good segue to talk about everything that's uh, coming up on the on this feed and the Patreon. Uh, you just released a episode of detox with jordan goodman yes uh me and jordan chatted about uh margaritaville the smash mouth singer and a whole lot of stuff you don't need to hear but go check it out if you need uh some company on a long drive or something like that so go check out the detox i know we got a shout out sino and b detroit for holding the fort down fantastic job the last few weeks what up next was awesome so go check out those shows where they covered nxt for the past little while they do a show on this very free feed called what up doe and they will be back i'm thinking in the next week or so chatting a bit about everything i know sino was just at the tna shows sorry impact yeah show. tna 1000 i don't impact care impact 1000 yeah. yeah that's right uh, so i know he's got a lot to talk about and his stuff over on the post wrestling website he's been covering that so go check all that stuff out but yeah b and sino are amazing gems to to fill in we finally took a vacation so that mm. was fun so yeah, we're going to be putting out a couple of free shows in the next few weeks on this feed as well. Um, we recorded a couple of years ago now uh, on our Patreon a show, Best Match Ever, Terry Funk. And uh, with the very sad passing of Terry Funk um, a couple of weeks ago, we thought it'd be a good time to to share this for free. Um, this was actually a really fun show we oh, did. Yeah. It kind of stemmed out of the 
uh, what Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat best match ever we did. Yeah. And we kind of just let the the video run and saw the Funk promo setting up the match with Flair. And we thought, well, let's let's talk about the Funker. So uh, really good show. And as you mentioned, a uh, whole playlist of matches you can watch that are available out there. So uh, we're going to be putting that out for free next week on this feed. Yeah, uh, we put it out on our Patreon a while ago, and it's great. A lot of the matches that we talk about are really accessible, like either on the network or just like YouTube and stuff, because they're really old. But we cover like Funk and Flair and Funk and his day- matches. I think Fo- Foley as well, and just all these epic uh terry funk like matches and memories and uh one of my favorite wrestlers of all time so uh definitely go check that out i'll put it out for free this week on this very feed so look for that um also cheap little plug for more terry funk i will be joining wh park next month on the winding battle winding the long and winding lonely road (laughs) uh to talk about some terry funk as well so can't wait for that as a little uh, sneak peek but yeah so look for that terry funk thing terry funk forever r.i.p the goat um we're also going to be putting out for free on this feed in the next couple of weeks a best match ever bray wyatt yes uh again while we were away uh incredibly sad the passing of bray um reports that he had been like quietly suffering with covid and then had had a heart attack in his sleep. Um, incredibly sad. We were uh, we were sat at a bar with Benno and Steph uh, on a on a Thursday night, um, getting lit, getting drinking some prosecco when uh, the really sad news came out and kind of just kind of stopped us in our tracks a little bit. Yeah, um, thirty six years old. And no uh, yeah, I think there's a whole lot we can talk about with Bray. Really interesting career. Um, not just the matches, but I think the the kind of creativity and the the different gimmicks and the Firefly Funhouse and all that sort of stuff is uh, stuff we'll be talking about as we uh, celebrate the life of Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda. Yes, R.I.P. Uh, very sad, and all the the thoughts go out to the the family there. And go buy a Bray Wyatt shirt or any of the merch because they're putting all the the sales towards the family, which I think is just absolutely mm-hmm. awesome from WWE. And I thought the tribute they did was fantastic as well, especially with the the empty rocking chair that seems to be uh, used even in like what the baseball team just did it as well. kind of yeah, showing I support. know Arsenal played uh, yeah. Wyatt's music during like halftime of yeah. the game. Um, yeah, lots of tributes everywhere. We were at All In and we had the... The House of Black tribute yeah. with Buddy Matthews bringing out the lantern. We even did it at All In It. Come out. We did it at, at our karaoke party yep. afterwards as well. So yeah, all the love to uh, the families. Like the Funker, he was he was super old and he's retired and unretired. And like we kind of knew, hey, like it's still sad and and stuff. But course, to be yeah. an active member, a 36 year old, and to to hear it's all about like complications of his heart and and all that stuff is just really really it, sad. It's super scary. Like I I just turned 34. So only a couple of years younger than Bray. My brother is 37. Like uh, a whole lot of us are around that age. Yeah. And uh, like, as I said, I, I'm pretty sure I just caught COVID again recently. And um, so, yeah, just just terrifying yeah. that this can happen to, you know, healthy people. So we want to honor him the way we can only do 
and that's doing the best match ever. We're going to look at his whole career and kind of pick out some some highlights. Obviously, the match with the Shield will be talked about, his Firefly Funhouse. So there's some stuff with Brian in there we definitely got to talk about. But everything in between there, we got the whole world in our hands. And we'll be chatting about that. In I think we're recording that in like two weeks or about something. About two weeks, yeah, once the film festival's done. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, later this week, I'll put up a feedback thread in the Facebook group. If you're not in that, join Poison Rana because we'll, we'll be asking for your favorite matches, memories, and all that stuff involving... Bray Wyatt. So lots of stuff that we, we can't, I can't wait to do that, but I'm going to definitely have to put on my uh, research cap for that and go mm. back and rewatch a lot of Bray stuff. So recommendations will be welcomed people. Thank you. And then uh, we've talked a lot about Bray in the past on our show was next as well, where he kind of started this gimmick in NXT with the whole Wyatt family. We've, and we've watched it all. We've watched his whole run. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and we did just put out an episode of was next uh, just last week on the Patreon. But again, you can go back and listen to all them. It's really interesting seeing where a lot of these characters started off from. Uh, but we've got a whole lot more coming out on the Patreon this month too. Yes. Hey, uh, we just had a, a, a long and expensive trip. That Canadian dollar does not go very far in Europe, so I've weak. learned. So support your boys. It's only five bucks to get a whole month's access of our Patreon. And it gets you everything in our back catalog there of all these movie reviews and wrestling reviews and everything coming out this month, including... We're going to some up yours picks and our family members, our world champs get to pick stuff. Usually they pick wrestling or movies. Well, Andrew uh, McDonald has picked this like what? 1980s, 1990, 1990, 30 minute cartoon, like PSA, PSA thing where all the, all these cartoon characters got together like a multiverse to tell kids not to do drugs. I don't know why Andrew's picked this. I'm so confused, but, uh, if you think you could do a better pick, become a family member now at, over at our Patreon because uh, we're going to record this this week and some for some reason we're going to we're going to review this. It's and chat about uh, it. what is it? Cartoon All Stars to the Rescue from 1990. Jesus uh, Christ! A show that was simulcast across a whole load of networks. Wow! We'll be talking all about kind of uh, how this show came about and probably. Diving a bit into all these different cartoon characters and our memories from them. I, as I said, I'm very confused, uh, but that's something we do on Patreon. We, we hand it over to you guys, and well, this well, is what got picked. <laughs> this is what got picked, and bless them, we're going to do it. So that's coming out on the Patreon, but maybe something a bit more in your world. I forget who's picked it now, but we're going to be looking at, in a few weeks, leading up to Grand Slam mm. in New York City. We're going to review Escape from New York. Yes, we'll be joined by Justin Killian. Yes, uh, family member. We've had on a few times, who's uh, a great fun to chat to, who's picked this show, and we thought, what better time to release it than with Arthur Ashe just around the corner. Yeah, so we will be escaping from New York, chatting all about Kurt Russell. I can't wait to revisit this movie. It's been, like, people have jokingly said, oh, if I joined, I would pick that. So Justin is kind of beating them to the punch so uh, some great picks there from andrew and some justin all over uh, the place and we know we have an nxt no mercy at mm-hmm. the end of the month and we thought it would be good just around the, just before that show comes out we will be doing a post show for that on the post wrestling feed uh, in the next few weekends but we thought it'd be great to look back at a retro no mercy D- diggity D- diggity dog but we are we we just went from the beginning and we chose 1999 from the US. 
Yes, uh, this one has famously the the first ladder match between the Hardys and Edge and Chris. One of my who, favorite matches of all time. It's the the tit match, right? That's right. Um, and who knows? Maybe very soon, all four of these men could be in the same under the same roof once again. We might see this match. We might this, see this, this match year. again yeah. uh, soon. So. Um, you know, I was pushing for 2000 because it has one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, Naked Midian, on it. But Maybe uh, next year. Maybe next year if NXT continue with this No Mercy trend. So yeah, we'll be reviewing Escape from New York and No Mercy and uh, lots of other stuff over on our Patreon. It's only five bucks to support you boys and you get access to these things coming out this week and then some of the shows in our catalog, all the shows in our catalog there. So yeah, lots and lots of podcasts. Yes. Yes. So go support us. If you haven't given us a shot, go check it out. But well, we did go to a little show a couple of weeks ago called All In. That's correct. And we I did. mean, we're not going to run through the whole card because it's kind of come and gone by this point. But yeah. uh, we thought we'd give a bit of our kind of live perspective from this. Uh, this first of what seems to be many more to come Wembley Stadium shows. Yes, we had uh, quite a trip. As we mentioned, we went through. I, I finally been to Europe. I finally did London. You were a fantastic tour guide. We did go to Wembley. Before we, we went to All In, because we checked out... We went, we went from Toronto all the way to London to watch The Weeknd, who's yeah. from Toronto, who killed it at Wembley Stadium. So that was a great show. But uh, I want to say thanks for being a great tour guide over our trip. And over those two weeks, it was like All In was just like a little extra bonus. Like, oh yeah, we have this wrestling show to go to. Because we were just so broken down, especially after Berlin. We were beat yeah, up. So beat up. Yeah. Uh, I always say to people when they go to London, like it's... It's really helpful having someone who knows the city because you've kind of experienced it now. You've seen how big a city it is. And especially if people are only going for like a weekend or something, it can be quite overwhelming. But I think we pretty much hit everything we wanted to hit. Oh, yeah. Especially that first day. You kind of saw everything before going to the weekend. Yeah. The the Big Ben, the the whole Thames River, like there's so much things to see downtown London. Got to go to Camden Market quite a few times. Uh, just got to see everything over there, and we I, we were there for quite a while, and it was it was so cool. It, it is overwhelming. Like you, you've kind of mentioned to me, it's like the population of London is pretty much like bigger than the whole population of Canada. Yeah. So like that city is just like really crazy. Like it's like New York, but everyone sounds funny, <laughs> uh, and everyone drives on the wrong side of the road. They sound pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who does sound yeah. funnier? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I picked up some great lingo, like. Glass me, bruv. Yep. Glass me, bro. Uh, so that that was pretty good. Uh, got to see a whole lot of stuff. And we even got to do like our own show. We did a pre-show and a post-show for All In over at Trinity Bar in Harrow in London. And if you're listening to this and you were there, I want to say thank you. There's too many names to list out there. But we had people show up for our event from like England, all over England, all over London, Ireland, Scotland, Australia, people mm-hmm. were the United States, Denmark, Denmark, yeah. people were coming like Maz, Maz is international here. So this was just fantastic. And to anyone out there who showed up and hey, even if you were there in spirit, thank you for supporting. But 
for all these people who I talked to briefly and, and who said they've been listening to me for like so long and listening to us since like we got together doing mm. this, uh, I, it just like, I, I do not take that for granted. So I want to say thank you for everyone who supports us and showed up for us. Cause it was, it was really nice putting like names to faces and, and meeting people in real life and all that stuff can be pretty fun and weird, but we do this quite a lot with our wrestling world travels. And I, I really was just blown away by some of the love and support from some of you people. So thank you. I think shout out Trinity as well, who are great hosts. Yeah. Yeah. That's the venue absolutely free uh, for the whole day. Um, they didn't. They're they're a live music venue, so they ha- host a lot of bands and things, but don't really do podcasts and wrestling and yeah. all that. So I don't think they quite knew what to expect, but they seem really happy with it. Um, it's definitely probably an option for next year uh, if um, the Grapple Lads and uh, either one of us or yeah. both of us or whatever decide to do it again. Um, but yeah, really good fun. Really great seeing everyone there. Um, the Grapple Lads put on a great show. We played some games, some fun games. Oh, yeah. Shout out the Grapple Lads, as you said, because Benno uh, leading the charge. Of, it was just so much fun with them. Uh, do, they did a, a bit of a show. I believe it's over on their Patreon now yeah. where they counted down some favorite wrestling memories and, and stuff. And then me and you played some games. We had some, some great masks to give away. We had the shout out Pure Fandom who gave us some masks. And, and We were just throwing shit into the audience. Yeah. You like, had, do you want this? Yeah. yeah, you yeah. It. Yeah, I bought a few masks that people were like, how the hell did you get? I guess over there, bringing stuff from Mexico is like kind of far. So people over there were like, holy shit, man, this is crazy. So we played a game of who tweeted that, mm-hmm. which re- went over really well with uh, Street Fight Tonight. Yeah. Uh, so we did, we, we had the place rocking oh, for yeah. quite a while and everyone said they had a good time and you even, your cocktails were a success. Mm-hmm. You want to see them, go check out our socials because it's posted on there somewhere deep in there. But I think the Muscle Buster was the... Muscle Buster was definitely the, the fan the favorite. one. Yeah, it uh, was pretty good. Cavazier... Uh, cider and cranberry. Whew. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Uh, so yeah, we had a, a great precursor to all in, and then we went to the show. But then when we came back, we had a bit of a karaoke party, and people were singing karaoke wrestling songs. We did a tribute to Bray Wyatt. We we had people then starting to show up who were like, "Oh, it's just normal karaoke," and then it just turned into, "Can I sing Taylor Swift?" Sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but still, we had uh, a, a quite a good time. So for anyone, uh, check. I, I have some pictures and videos. I'll eventually post some and, and have to post some of the stuff that we got up to. But it was a fantastic time. And shout out Grapple. They are Absolutely. awesome as well. Um, and how? what did you think of All In? Yeah, I mean, now we can. Yeah, I, I wanted to shut that up. But All In was, was awesome. It was something to be seen for sure. And crazy that they, you know, shoot broke the record. Yeah. Uh, not... I still say broke the record because, you know, those people in Korea didn't have to pay to, no. to go. So <laughs> all those years ago at Collision. So it is officially highest paid attendance. Paid yeah. attendance. It shoot broke what WWE's record yeah. of this, which is pretty crazy. And I know the WWE diehards are really butthurt about this. Mm. And they're like, well, actually, you know, numbers and all this. And people are fucking weird. Aren't yeah, they? It's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. And you know what? There were a lot of people there like, holy shit. Wembley is huge. That thing is a spaceship, mm. and there is there was a lot of people. And I, I've been lucky enough to do one WrestleMania. I know you've done a bunch, but like this felt like WrestleMania. This felt like everyone was going crazy from the second you got off the tube, mind the gap, and you had to walk down that parkway. Seeing the posters everywhere, seeing them on the side of the buses and all that. All around the yeah. city, yeah. Like This felt like the city was being taken over. Wembley Park was taken over. I think one thing that is never going to beat um, 
WWE is the kind of spectacle nature of it. Um, I mean, that stadium was pretty packed, but the set they kind of kept to pretty much a minimum. You just had the tunnel, which actually looked pretty cool on TV. Where we were sat, we didn't really get the experience of the tunnel, but I actually thought on TV that looked pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah. But definitely, like, WWE crushes it when it comes to the the sets and all that for their WrestleManias. Um, but I loved all the, you know, watching Will Ospreay come out, someone I've seen in kind of tiny clubs yeah. performing in front of that's like that's this whole roster 50 people oh, this whole roster is full of guys you're like dude i used to watch you in like yeah. dinky little gyms and like now you're at wembley it's watching just insane come out with the fireworks and all that like i i got really emotional at that point nice um, yeah and yeah so that was cool i i just loved it once the sun went down i like it's cool seeing some wrestling in the daytime but i always love when you go to these outdoor events when suddenly the sun goes down and it you know, you had the fireflies out for uh, House of Black, and yeah. you've got all the fireworks going off. It feels, it feels huge. It it did. It felt like WrestleMania. It felt like a big, huge moment for not just AEW, which is what like a four year old company. Yeah, which is just hats off to to that to see that actually happen to, to be there. But again, we're spoiled. We've been to shows over here. We just did Forbidden Door weekend. We've done Dynamites. We've done other pay-per-views mm. and WWE shows as well. For a lot of people over there, that was the first time being able to sing Wild Thing yeah. and Jane and Judas, Judas and, and everything. So it was it was really cute to just see like everyone getting so into it. And I, I really had a fantastic time. Like I said, we had a quite a long day. We had quite a long two weeks because we were just so beat up from partying and yeah. visiting and doing fun stuff but we we rallied you were dying you had like yeah, five I you borrowed i wasn't good. like five different people's jackets and hoodies i, I looked very, over you. i was very very sick <laughs> you, that day. you look like you were like i don't like trying to steal like you were stealing from a store oh, by putting boy. on different yeah. layers you were the you were extra layers I was joey when he wears yeah yeah Jan, look at me yeah. could i wait me wear yeah that's that was you uh so I just, everything there was like awesome. I enjoyed all the wrestling. Like from front to back, I don't think there was a, a match that made me go, oh, this is, this is stupid or this is bad. So yeah, I, I think my highlights were, um, Osprey Jericho, uh, FTR the Bucks. Yeah. And probably Samoa Joe and Punk, who I thought had a really fun opener. That was really completely fun. Completely eclipsed their first match. I think you realize, um, and we'll get into Punk later. <laughs> um, but you realize even like these kind of performers, Punk and Joe, they're definitely not at their prime anymore, but they definitely have the sort of ring IQ to put on like a very compelling match, despite not being able to go out there and kind of do what they did back in, what was it, 07 yeah. or whatever. But uh, they're both very smart, both knowing how to work the crowd, Punk with that, you know, the Cena and the Hogan spots, Joe with his walk away thing, doing the, the wanker, wanker motion and all that. Uh, I thought that was a really fun opener. And uh, my friends really enjoyed uh, the coffin match as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, ha it had a little bit of everything on this show. I think my favorite match, Jericho stepped up. Oh, absolutely, yeah. for sure. That match was awesome. Uh, Osprey can probably wrestle a, a blow-up doll, but Jericho definitely had to hit some moves in that, and he the did. The counter from, what was it, the Stormbreaker counter into the, like, Rana into the walls Fantastic. was awesome. Jericho, once again, reinvigorating himself and, and proving he's one of the goats, in my opinion. Just really loved that match. And fuck it, he got to, he got to come out with Fozzie, and oh, yeah. I loved it. I, I, as soon as they announced this show, yeah. I said, oh, 
Jericho is 100% doing that. And he, and he even did the Freddy hey, stuff. Oh. Like, he probably told everyone else, I'm doing, I'm doing that Freddy. Spot. Yeah, no one else do that. I'm doing uh, it. Which we actually did in Harrow as yeah, well. Yeah, we did a bunch at Harrow. Yeah. Um, I still have the same criticisms I had a few weeks ago before the show. I don't think the build was good. Yeah. I think there was a lot of confusing stuff here. Um, for example, like Stadium Stampede. You've just done Anarchy in the Arena, which is the same thing. Same thing. And I feel like Blood and Guts being when it was kind of took away from a lot of the build for this show. I think you're doing... This should be their WrestleMania. You should have a two-month build to, like, properly cement all this. I don't understand. If you if you knew you were going to do Stadium Stampede, like, six weeks after the last pay-per-view, do Blood and Guts at Double or Nothing. Right. You know? And then once Double or Nothing's over, it's like, right, all we're focusing on now is all in. And then you've got the confusion with having all out afterwards. So I didn't... Obviously, all these wrestlers are fantastic and delivered, but I wasn't particularly thrilled about the card. Yeah. Other things like Osprey. He was your big British babyface at Wembley. He's a babyface right now in New Japan. Why have (laughs) him be a heel against Jericho, who has just turned from... He's been a heel for the last years, year, four years, whatever. Has just turned babyface like a week before this show for the hometown hero who lives about an hour away from Wembley to turn to be heel out there with Don Callis, the biggest heel in the company. And then obviously everyone, he's British. He's the British star. Everyone's going to be supporting him. I found that very confusing and just like shitty booking. Yeah. Really. Obviously, the build to it was was not good, and you look at that card, and you definitely head scratched quite a few times, even during the show. Like, hey, there was some good stuff, but what this company could offer, I think there was a lot more, and a lot more talent that could have been on the card, and and, and this and that. But they still managed to fit in a lot of people mm. onto the show, which was which was good. With the stadium stampede, it allowed like multiple matches. There wasn't a, a lot of singles matches, which I think also like really hurt. Like you could have had. One more really big... I think so. Kenny. Kenny should have... Kenny came out and got one of the biggest... We were there. Kenny got one of the biggest reactions. The the moment his music hit, shout out, finally fucking hearing Battle Cry fully. Mm Because in Wembley, that was pretty cool. But from from when he came out to when he got pinned by Takeshita, which we'll talk about that in a little bit more too, like, his reaction was loud. People had not seen this guy wrestle. They were waiting to see this guy. If you put him... If you did the Takeshita match, I then I think when he's performed in the UK, yeah, probably honest. not not anywhere the, the, this capacity, obviously. But like, yeah, I I thought the match was good too. But I think that match, the the week later, if you just did that at all in, people would have been like, holy shit, man, this blew their minds. That was one of my least favorite matches on the show. The, te- the, the, the mix- six man. Oh, yeah. I, I still really uh, got into it. Yeah. I think uh, Ibushi just isn't there for at me the same right level. now, and I thought the. Like, I'm enjoying Bullet Club Gold stuff right now on Collision, but, yeah, it didn't do a whole lot for me. And the reaction for Kenny was insane. And, yeah, like, that man 100% should be in the in a singles match. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think they got a lot of people on the show, and people got their, their spots and their moments. And I think, at the end of the day, it'll go down as, like, one of the... Their, their biggest show, like being there was watching it back. Actually, I have not watched it front to back, but I have kind of cherry picked some moments and entrances and mm. stuff like that. And like, it's, it looks phenomenal. It looks like 
like on par with WWE, if not even superior. Mm. With when entrances would have the pyro and the drone shots and everything, oh, yeah. I was like, "This looks incredible." I loved. People were like, "Oh, what were you doing in London?" And I was like, "Hey, let me show you where I was at." Mm. And people were like, "What? This there's that's wrestling at this thing? Like that is insane." And the st- going back to the stadium stampede, that's a clip. The they finally let Moxley do the skewers on yeah. AEW, and that got a huge reaction and got crazy views and traction online. I started showing everybody this clip. Be like, look what I watched the other day, and they're like, wait, but it's fake. Yeah, kind of, because those things are in his fucking head. They're in his head. I love it. I don't understand how how you do that. And that one, like, it flopped down, <laughs> and then like it it. Oh man. Yeah. Anyways, I love I loved I loved the whole show. Was there a moment, a, a match on it that was like that was like the best match I've ever seen? No, but yeah, there wasn't one that I went, "Holy shit, that sucked!" Because there was, there was everything was good. Oh, everything, so everything delivered. Yeah, yeah, everything did. So like, I will say, as far as I've been to a lot of shows, it was something that I'll always remember because it had great matches and it had like just the spectacle behind it. So I, I do think it was a double thumbs up for me. Like just yeah. watching, it was just so cool. Another kind of confusing thing for me uh, was, like, it's similar to the Osprey thing. I don't really understand why you didn't just turn Soraya a li- little bit more babyface the yeah. weeks leading up, kind of introduce that tension yeah. with Tony Storm a bit more, because she was a huge babyface on that show and obviously winning the title. Um, I did. Did you see the Emmy Sakura video? Right, yeah, because she loves... Freddie, obviously, yeah. the AO stuff. And then she was there crying. Crying when Soraya was coming out to We Will Rock You. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, a lot of people were saying, oh, you should have given that to Emmy. Emmy's not been on Dynamite for, like, three years yeah. until very recently. I'm like, I'm sorry, but, like, I know you like Freddie, but someone's got to do it. Yeah, and it's yeah. going to be one of... If, if Osprey's not, it's Soraya. Yeah. Like, you're going to have one of the Brits doing Queen at Wembley. Yeah. Sorry, Emmy Sakura. I loved uh, Soraya's post, though. Did you see? Yeah, she she was she replied to her. She's just giving her the finger and calling right. her a loser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Soraya thing's weird. It's like, hey, we're gonna clearly drop the title off Tony to give to Sheeta because we're gonna give it to Soraya. Like you saw that the second yeah. that happened, and then you give her Queen. So she comes out, and the crowd are really supportive of they her, were, obviously, yeah. right? But she comes out with her family and everything, and. I think that's is a double like blade for me. It's like I think that's pretty cool. I, mm. I followed her for a long time. I used to really be a big fan. As of late, I don't really like her mm. uh, because because of the stuff that she says and does yeah. outside of yeah. TV. And I thought it was a big way to just like shove that like in your face. Like, hey, look, she didn't really do much in this match, but she won and then yeah. got this huge moment. Like, I'm really happy for the that, but I'm also like, <sighs> it's it's really weird. I've I've somehow been at like all of Soraya's big moments. Okay. I was there when she debuted on Raw and beat AJ Lee. Okay. I was there when she retired, announced wow. her retirement. I was there when she fought Vince Vaughn. Returned no. at uh AEW. Oh yeah. I was then there at her first match in AEW. Wow. And now there when she wins the women's title wow, in you're AEW. The biggest page I'm just fan the ever. biggest page fan, clearly. <laughs> Very odd. Yeah. Uh, it, it it was still cool, and of course she got the the Freddy stuff. But uh, also, but like on the topic of music, Sting coming out to seek oh, and destroy. Yeah. That was awesome. Lost my mind for that. Yeah. Just as I lost my mind, I told you I saw Nickelback the other day. Mm-hmm. They randomly played it. Oh, they're nice. like we we just want to rock, and then we started playing. And then I I started going. 
fuck yeah. People were like, wait, is this Metallica? I was like, I, yeah, I don't know why they're doing it, but hearing that for Sting was fucking yeah. rad. Yeah, I really love that. Main event was fun. Not really to my taste, though. I definitely enjoyed their Dynamite match a bit more. Uh, I thought there was a bit too much kind of storytelling right. with the two in there, but I think we are eventually going to get that singles match again with one of them as a clear heel, you know, after the split. Yeah. Uh, but still a fun way to, to finish, and you had that feel-good moment with them, you know, still being friends at the end of the show. Yeah, I thought, like, their wrestling was... I, I, I like this one more than the TV one be- because it still had wrestling, but it did have a bit of the, like, WWE shit mm. in it with all that hokiness, but it it worked in a rare thing. I think this story is, like, working for them because it's getting a lot of people, like, who who don't just watch dynamite for good wrestling you need more than that and yeah. i think this storyline definitely brings that audience in like i know a few friends who never really cared about AEW, but now are just like oh better than you baby Bay is the best and like they're super into it now because of that so maybe wwe does need to do more sorry AEW does need to do more stories like this because it does kind of work and it leads you it, for me it's more the the comedy in the actual match as the yeah main yeah yeah i totally which I, i've i'm one who's really been enjoying their segments together but I in think the for match. the main event, yeah. when it's that match, I, I would have wanted to see them be more, you know, just competitive wrestling and then do the shit at the end. But it was still a lot of fun. And, it, and the crowd was so into it as well. Like it was talking to people. It was a lot of people's favorite. So yeah, uh, just personal tastes. Absolutely. I love the Bucks and FTR that you can never go wrong with those two teams fighting. They're just on a whole other level. And uh, I'm, I, I don't really know where you go with the Bucks from this now that they've teamed up with FTR and, and everything, but uh, really was into that. I, I really had no, nothing bad to say about All In except it could have been a better card because I think I'm selfish. And That's the thing. I mean, I think <laughs> Forbidden Door 1, we were having a lot of complaints. Where I know they were kind of plagued with some injuries and stuff there, um, but we were complaining about sort of the build for that card and so many six-mans and stuff. And they learned their lesson because this year, Forbidden Door, right off the off the gate, they were like, "Okay, we're doing Danielson Okada, and we're doing Omega Will Osprey." Yeah, they announced it, two big matches, and I think right away, everyone just went, "Yep, that's what we want," and and it didn't really matter what the rest of the card is. I'm hoping next year, you know, we get that proper six week, two month build for this show. Treat it like a WrestleMania. Uh, WrestleMania, you start building from January, really, don't yeah, you? Yeah. Um, and and try and figure out a way to make it work with All Out the following week. Um, I, I don't know which, why you're doing two. They're doing it again by the sounds of it. So they want to keep it the Labor Day weekend and the UK bank holiday, but it makes no sense to me. I think it it's a bit detrimental to storytelling and stuff, and you end up having both feel a bit diluted and rushed. Yeah. Um, but if they can figure out a way to make it work, whether it's more like a WrestleMania night one, night two sort of deal, um, which is disappointing because you're going to lose out on some stars, but uh, they need to try and figure it out for next year. Yeah, there's no way some of the wrestlers who were on All Out who didn't get to wrestle at All In weren't butthurt about that. Yeah. Like, you, you work just as hard, if not harder, and, you yeah. know, AR Fox got booked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then got pulled. Yeah. Like it's kind of it's kind of like I could only imagine being in that that 
that boat there. But either way, I thought they knocked it out the park with that. It's like, hey, no one's going to our shows in North America again. Punk's a fraud. He's not drawing like we thought he would. Mm. Let's go book a stadium show in another country. Oh, we sold out and broke a record? Why don't we just do that again and keep doing that? I think AEW definitely need to go back to what I think they started off doing really well, which was making these towns feel important for different people. You know, you go to Long Island and it's MJF country. You go to Chicago, it's punk country. You go to Pittsburgh, it's Britt Baker country. I think they need to start going back to that and try to really, really make each town feel special. Right. Um, Giving people like, oh yeah, I want to go to see this person there or whatever because they used to be really good at that and i think they've they've dropped the ball a bit and it's showing that with uh with ticket sales and i i think a lot of it is you know i think there's maybe a bit of fatigue with just seeing good wrestling because there's so much good wrestling out there and you need that story element and i think we'll, we'll get onto this week's dynamite and stuff in a little bit but i definitely think they're They've realized that because I think this was a breath of fresh air this week with AEW and Collision because I think right away we're seeing direction for the next few events, which yeah. we were scratching our heads for, you know, the last few. Like, OK, what's the match? What's the match? We seem to see clear direction after this Wednesday and Saturday. Direction is what they need. And yeah. it definitely it definitely helps. And announcing matches before uh, weeks before events will help ticket sales. I'm That's how we are. Like. Oh, they're, they're going to, maybe it's a little far from you, but you're like, ah, maybe I'll go. If you know in advance, hey, in three weeks, it's this match. All right, I got to go to this. And also going like, oh, I wonder what the next chapter in MJF Adam Cole is. I wonder what the next chapter in Swerve Strickland Adam yeah. Page is going to be. Like being compelled to the stories to want to see it, yeah. I think is going to help them. But I, I, I'd say traveling over there i'm sure they'll they'll do small it, i thought they'd do like smaller shows throughout like europe but instead they'll just make everyone from europe go back to wembley so i think we'll we'll maybe see you know them start doing now that i think it was important to make that first show that first in week. the uk the big one and yeah. just have it just that i think you could do you know your liverpools your manchesters um maybe some mainland europe as well i don't know japan yeah. Do one big show. MJ is pushing for Mexico, isn't he? <laughs> He's pushing not for Japan too. So yeah. in the in the weird way, it is for Japan mm. at the same time. Yeah, uh, pretty pretty cool. One one downer about All In is they didn't use All In by Downstate. They did release a video package though. After did you see it? With they that did song? a highlights video with that song. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. No, I saw they used uh, what Bush. Adrenaline or right, some, okay. one of those things. WWE's ripped it off before. They used that all night at the show. And then I saw some edits with uh, Born Slippy, which I was okay. like, that's fucking cool. But I did not see the Downstate one. But yeah, I loved that. I, I, great, great time all around. Also, another low point, the guy a few rows behind us lobbing his beer every 10 minutes. We didn't get hit, but some people got hit. And we kept missing who it was. Yeah. But. These people were getting hit by... That's, that's the worst thing you could throw at someone because you just spent... Fucking twenty dollars yeah. on it! What an idiot! Yeah, there's a lot of people there though. Uh, we, we we saw with the weekend two weeks before, and then AEW. The weekend had more people at. It was mm. eighty seven thousand tickets sold for a single artist, but he had like a stage that allowed more people in there. Yep. So uh, so there was a lot more screaming girls at the weekend. Oh yeah, and a lot more 
BO at Wembley. Yeah. But don't worry, because I had the Lynx body spray <laughs> for all people to use. The, uh, the, the can of Lynx that I went to Poundland. Yes, that is a real story. Oh, yeah. Yes, I laughed and at it And it's better than Dollarama, because everything is a pound. Everything was a, no, no, it wasn't. Have they changed? Oh yeah, yeah it was. It was bald. What? Yeah, yeah lies. No, pound land. <laughs> no, it used to be literally everything was a pound. I'm gonna pound take land. it a pound land. Yeah, it wasn't. I spent like three pounds on links. Fuck. Yeah, man. Sorry. Disgusting. Uh, well, anyone who went to our event and used my my communal can of links, which is pretty much British Axe, Axe. body spray, uh, didn't smell bad at all. In People were all, all for it. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that's why we have the best listeners out there. <laughs> Um, but then we had All Out the following week. Yeah. Uh, so you were still in the UK. Yeah. I was back by then, and uh, I I watched it at home. But did you stay up to watch it live, or you watch it like the day after? Or? I was on my birthday, I think. Oh, so right. Okay. I, I watched most of it the next day. I as I was still feeling like pretty shitty. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I tried much. to get you something. Oh. From we went to Berlin, yeah. And what are they called again? Spedies, Spotties. Yeah, Spedies. Like bodegas. Yeah. And we saw this cat shirt. Okay. That. Does not exist online, so okay. I got you a different one. Oh, what is this? <laughs> I, I, it's a different it's like shirt. Vacuum. Yeah, I don't know oh, if you're gonna be able to. Oh, it's a burrito. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. Uh, we're trying to find this pink tie dye shirt with cats all over. Burrito. Burrito. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, we I couldn't find this shirt like anywhere. So if anyone knows, if anyone like from Germany or wherever, as Davy shows the the <laughs> cat burrito shirt. Uh, I'm trying to find because we kept going to these like little bodegas and you can drink everywhere in Germany and Germany. That's a whole other story. It was just amazing. But this shirt, we didn't buy it. We kept saying, OK, we'll get it before tonight. And then we got too late and forgot. And then I was like, oh. and then in Camden, I saw like other ones, but they weren't as good. So I was like, I'm sure this shirt exists. I cannot find it. So Yeah, we all, we wanted to all get the shirt and then try to go back to the punk bar that we weren't allowed in the day before <laughs> to see if just a cat shirt would, would make our situation any better because they didn't like watermelon jellyfish. No, watermelon jellyfish usually goes over really well, yeah. including like clubs and everything, but this one punk in bar Berlin, in Berlin... they just think we're trying to sell drugs and that we're a couple. And they didn't like that. Yeah, Berlin was wild. Yeah, uh, But yeah, happy birthday. Thank you very much. Uh, but yeah, we had All Out, which, uh, I mean, someone in the chat was saying, if you thought the build for All In was bad, um, well, All Out made it look like War and Peace in comparison. Yes. Uh, very rushed, put together show. But once again, you know, some of the best wrestlers in the world doing really good wrestling. This one was interesting to me. I actually wasn't going to watch it. Our big friend, Big Tom, we were like, hey, All Out's on. Let's watch it. The day before, two days before, it was like, ah, should we watch it or just like, meet up and have a drink he wanted to hear about our, our travels and stuff but then cm punk got fired mm. then they had a pay-per-view in chicago mm. like a day after which made things a bit more interesting yeah. personally for me and then we said no we gotta stay in and see how this crowd how reacts we react? gotta say chicago well done yeah well done you didn't just shit all over the bed for no reason at all you didn't just piss yourselves to the for the benefit of doing it you were there to support wrestling and yeah. AEW, and i actually was really surprised by that uh, of course you're gonna get cm punk chance during buck stuff, stuff or yeah. you know someone flipping off hangman in the front row that's that's gonna happen and people are allowed to do that at these shows but i was pretty surprised me too it's like they they kind of got it out the way in the first segment of collision <laughs> and then were there to support and I, and i think that is the thing like i think chicago they are diehard hard wrestling fans and they understand what this this AEW brand is and what they're trying to do and this was kind of created by 
wrestlers off the back of the original Lin. And yeah, they're, they're sad, but I, I feel they're like, I feel most people are just kind of disappointed by this whole punk thing. And eventually you're like, no, it, it's not, it's not these guys fault yeah. that this is happening. So let's support the wrestling. Yeah, like by the time All In was going on, and then everyone who got got service in the Wembley Arena, sorry, Stadium, could see the story kind of circulating, like, uh oh, another punk thing. By the end of the night, at All In It, our post show, everyone was talking about it, yeah. and someone requested someone requested Tarzan Boy, mm. and didn't know anything so when he came on stage i was kept making he was like can you help me like i want to do this song i was like absolutely i thought he picked it because and we're doing it and they're doing the tarzan boy stuff and i kept like doing ad libs and saying stuff and people were people were laughing and then he kind of was like i don't get it and then like i go oh and then he kind of turned to me and like oh I, i i don't know this part like this verse so i went you son of a bitch and i jokingly put him in a sleeper everyone thought it was hilarious he didn't know what was going on. He's like, why are you putting me in a sleeper? Who are you and what are you doing to me? <laughs> Felt like I was CM Punk putting this guy in a sleeper. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't actually, I didn't, you know, lock yeah. it in. But um, just, it, it was like kind of the talk of the town and that like something had happened with CM Punk, obviously uh, with, then, then Jack Perry is like the person that he, they got in this altercation and that would start everyone from wondering what the fuck's going on and once again, taking away from everyone being like, wow, wasn't that an amazing show I watched yeah. at 1 p.m. during the day to a lot of Americans? Instead, what's going on with CM Punk? And he's fighting around the world today yet again. So um, the guy's got serious anger management issues. Yeah, like, this isn't a normal reaction to have to people. Right. You know, like Crimea River. I mean, I it, the line wasn't even that bad, you know, from Jack Perry. Um, it's, that's not the way you don't react to something like that by fucking sucker punching and choking someone out. Like, you know, it's we, we like, like, again, I'm, tr- I'm trying to catch up with all the, the dirt sheets and your, your wrestling journalism out mm. there, which I do not like, uh, trying to catch up with like, what is, what has happened? It's, it's kind of like last year it's deja vu. Well, this guy bit this guy and this guy kicked this guy. It's like, how do we know this? Did any of these people come out and say this? We don't. We don't because they haven't, obviously, for legal reasons and shit like that. But for like a whole week, everyone's wondering, like, what the fuck happened? And then it's CM Punk has been suspended. Jack Perry's been suspended. Punk's not even going to be at the Chicago weekend of shows, which mm-hmm. definitely had my my whiskers going up like, oh, Spider-Sense tingling. Something is happening here that's not just a suspension. And then it comes out. Yeah, we fired him right before a collision in Chicago, yeah. right before All Out in Chicago, which I thought was pretty ballsy. You know how scared this guy must have been more scared doing that than actually getting spunk I in mean, his face. I definitely think there's been issues from management from the top right from the beginning with all this whole situation. Like it's let it get to this point, in my opinion. Uh, but I don't think there was another option, really. You had to fire the guy. You can't just go around fighting people yeah. that you don't like. Like, if I did this at work, like, okay, there's a, someone I work with, we don't particularly get along. Uh, he often makes drinks not to spec, so then I come in, do my shift, and make the drink to spec, and I get it sent back because it's not what they had before. And it's annoying, and I've had a word with him before. If he were then to go, like, huh, and, you know, I've made this my way, wink, as, like, a little dig to me, and I just punched him in the face and choked him out. And then my boss tells me to stop and I lunge at her. I 
I'd be fucking fired. Right. I'd have criminal charges against me. Like, this guy's getting paid millions of dollars. Grow the fuck up. Yeah. It, you I don't know, do that. I know it's wrestling and back in, the, the thing that, like, the thing that everyone's picking on is Tony Khan saying I was scared for my life. And yeah. it's like, obviously we can laugh at that. The first, when I heard him say that, I, I laughed. I went, I watched Punk's fights in UFC. Come on, man. <laughs> no, but these are real people. This is not, you don't know these people. Anyone who out there is like, oh, like how, this guy's scared for his life. Come on. It's, it's CM Punk. It's like, you weren't there. You don't know what happened. Monitors There's falling. Like things happening. People right? People are going to be in the way. I know it's wrestling, but it's not real. So these are real people. So if people do fight in real life, it's not 1995 anymore. I know the Undertaker's mad. We don't got guns and knives and yeah. shit, but it's moved on. People have grown up. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because like, they were fucking children back in the day. Yeah, so when you know? like cr- like crimes happen backstage, people report that. We know that now in wrestling. We've had speaking out. You don't get just get away with shit yeah. just because it's wrestling. No, we, we take people – we help hold people accountable for things that they do. And we hold people – shitty people accountable for the shitty things that they do. And trying to fight people is shitty, especially when you're putting on the biggest – show you could possibly fucking do making history and yet there's still you're still angry and still wanting to fight people and, and you're it, trying to put yourself out there as the locker room leader you know I'm you're the terrible. you're the veteran that come to me if you want advice and all that and you're behaving this way the hypocrisy is huge you either die a hero or live long enough to become the villain and that's cm punk and when it comes to the that line that like feared for my life like that whole speech would have gone through like lawyers, like every single word would have been meticulously right. chosen. We know what punk's like. Punk loves to sue. There's cameras everywhere in Wembley. Like, yeah, this whole event is on camera. It had to be on camera. Like, yeah. to choose to say that and for that to be approved, it must have been pretty bad because he didn't have to say that. And like, that was kind of the, you know, like the final like knife in the back for me was like, yeah, he, he fucked up and put us in danger and I was scared. And other people, like c- people, people who work there, people, production so people, it's, right? it's funny because you're looking at Tony, feared for your life, yeah. but he wouldn't have said that if it wasn't true. And that would have been, you know, approved by, he ain't just going out there and making a speech without it being approved by a bunch of lawyers, you yeah. know, like, which is just nuts. Yeah. So like, I'm not even like, this is not even like a picking sides thing because it's just this guy seems to have issues with everybody. I watched Collision before All Out. There were so many little digs from stars, Moxley, Cassidy, like all these other wrestlers who, who were kind of, I can't talk about it, but I'm gonna. I'm not talking about the Bucks doing victory laps and mm. Kenny drinking Pepsi and shit. Like they know what they're doing, mm. but like other people are clearly happy this guy's gone. That shows me like every, all these people can't be assholes. It's got to be this guy. Yeah. Since he's come in, he's brought a lot of attention and a lot of fucking money. Not not a lot of viewers that they thought, but like, is it worth it? And clearly that they Ricky decided... That Starks promo as well. Yeah. You could read between the lines. Like he was... It, it felt like... Remember that Moxie promo we saw in Buffalo? Where I think, he's not think completely that. referencing punk, but you can read between the lines yeah. and just see like... Like, I'm pissed off. Like... Like, this is what we're talking about. Like, this whole fucking punk nonsense. Yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty happy that going forward we can definitely move away. But I'm sure it, it probably won't be the case. I'm sure he'll have some sort of rebuttal. Maybe he'll have, you know, 
uh, punk's podcast that he'll co- go do and talk about. I'm sure the guy wants to get something off mm. his sides, or he should just fucking do what he should have done a year ago and is a fucking apologize publicly. Yeah. The apology should always be louder than the fucking yeah. crime you committed. And I don't know this guy. Like I'm just. I, I, I was a fan of this guy. Last year definitely soured me on this. And I, I've been saying for months on, on our silly podcast, like, this guy doesn't want to be there. He's a hothead. He's problem. And finally, everyone's realized that and gotten rid of him. The reports of him saying, I want to quit. I'm going to fucking quit. That's probably why they got rid of him. Like, yeah. you know what? That's no way to talk. If you, do, you don't want to be here, then get the fuck Darn. out of here. Your, your ratings don't, don't bring it in. You're not the NWO. No. Sorry. You thought you were, but you're not. And then, like... uh reports of this this meeting that was going to go ahead and apparently the bucks were like hey if if punk can behave himself for six months we'll think about it and because think the initial fight was they went to talk he's like you got a problem come talk with me they went in with what mega apparently and that whole fight broke out they're like no i don't want to like show show us that you've changed but instead he's what banning ryan nemeth from Collision, he's banning... Daniels. Christopher Daniels, the head of talent relations, like, can't even go to one of their shows. Like, it's so pathetic. And I don't blame the Bucks at all for being like, nah, let's let's see that you've changed your colours and then yeah. we'll have a chat and we'll try and do business. No, like... It couldn't last six minutes. You can't, you can't just... six months. Yeah, like, you can't even go off with all these other people that just don't like... I'm sure there's people that like you, but, like, it's just crazy that this has gotten that far... And they, they had to pull they had to pull the trigger and, and actually fire him and make it somewhat of a big deal. Like, hey, we had to go our separate ways because, as you probably heard, he's a problem and is cancerous to everyone else here 100%. and bringing this black cloud of of shit. And like being a somewhat of a devil's advocate is, is like, was this all like a part of a plan? Was this Jack Perry in the Bucks pocket being like? I got you, boys. I'll I'll be your pawn and I'll fuck around poke and find out. Yeah, I'll poke the bear and, and start this fire and see what happens. I'm just I'm not speculating this. I'm just saying it's like that is something I have seen people say. Like, hey, maybe they did that on purpose. Maybe they want like, oh, this punk can't last because he can't even he can't even go around not getting in fights with people. So it's just like there's that side of it. There's that side of Jack Perry's pretty pissed at this guy still. So then I, mean, he could, I imagine he was still pretty. He was mad because what his. He wasn't picked up at the airport, and there's reports that Punk doesn't wasn't picked up at the airport. He could have just hit us up. We could have got your your dad, Johnny Saint, to yeah. give him a lift, but that that wasn't the case. However, I spent a lot of money on Uber in the UK. I figured out how it works. The tube is pretty easy. Like, I figured out the subway system in Spain, which was in a different fucking language. <laughs> I had no issues. This guy can't work out how to get from Heathrow to Wembley or work out how to use Uber. I'm, I'm assuming... Just get an Uber and then charge the company. Was it some know? sort of rib that they were I like, let's so. just not... Let's yeah, just I fuck around. So. And maybe that was poking the bear. Maybe the guy was so mad that he showed up to Wembley looking to fight. And that... He knew that today is the day I'm going to get fired. Like, yeah, I don't know. It, we don't know. We don't know these people. But... One day there'll be someone saying stuff about it. Like one day there'll be a dark side of the ring. You know, oh, NDAs 100%, aside, yeah. who knows? One day we'll find out re- what really happened. Who did Ace Steel really bite? Who did Jack Perry get choked out? But like, <laughs> so reports coming out as well that during whilst he was under contract around January time was pitching to be in the Royal Rumble, get eliminated by Kevin Owens and have a match with him at Mania. And WWE didn't really show interest. I mean. He was under contract with AEW as well. I'd find it so funny if he tries to go to WWE and they're just like, 
Nah. What's he going to do? Go to Impact? Go to New Japan? I definitely see him wrestling in New Japan, but... I see him wanting to wrestle again. I do think he wants to. He's washed. Ah, I wouldn't say he's washed. He's good at getting... He had one of the best matches out all in. Like I'm going to give the devil his due. Technically, it wasn't one of the best matches, but I I enjoyed the atmosphere of people. People were booing him. They were angry at him. And we didn't even know he was, you know, fighting again. So it's just funny that, like... People, people were reacting to him everywhere he went. Mm. The fact that Chicago were pretty, not really chanting his name, showed me that they're kind of like, yeah, he's our boy, but he fucked up. <laughs> like, I just find it so funny if you went WWE back. Are like, no, nah, we don't need you. We're going to Philly, right? For, yeah. for Mania? Yeah. Punk, Cena, one more time. <laughs> Main event of night one. You don't give him night two, that's Roman's spot. But, like, nah, I see don't, him. Don't reward him. I'd see Why him going. Him? I'd see him trying to go back. Oh, I think he's going to try and go there. I'd be interested if... I don't think WWE would necessarily want him at this point. I feel like he'd go there and all of a sudden he'd be like the nicest guy and mm. sell merch and people would rejoice, but it's just... He should be match two on night one. <laughs> never give him that spot. Sunday night heat. He fucked it, Phil. Yeah, never give him a WrestleMania main event. Yeah. Honestly, like, just, like, so disappointed. And in, in, these, are, these are people... When it like they're characters, but they're real people in real life, and we watch them week in and week out. It's like following their their stories and their life and careers and everything. And not ever have I been so like disappointed in like a, a, a not not a character, but like the, the, person, this yeah. person that I've I've watched for so many years. Because it's just like, come on, man! Like, don't aren't you better than that? Like, you're 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 an adult. It makes me think. Like, I remember when all this was happening. I was like, man, this sounds weird, but. I miss Pandemic AEW. <laughs> Remember when we used to sit outside and we'd watch AEW on the TV in Daily's the garden, place. and we'd just have those those fun shows? Like It was definitely a highlight of the pandemic for me because you, you kind of had the crowd there when everything else was, you know, empty arena. Uh, it was fun. Yeah. And AEW definitely kind of lost that fun spark after Punk joined. So I'm hoping it comes back. I, I, so far, they kind of have already bouncing back. Yeah. I did not expect them to bounce back as fast as they did. Putting on a great show is all you needed to do. It's like in it's like in in any sport, right? Say you're watching a hockey game and two guys get in a fight <laughs> in the game, and you watch it, and it's like, guys, come on! I know fighting is great in hockey, but like we've we've passed that now. Mm. Like they're moving away from that. And in the end, it doesn't matter who won that fight. It matters who wins the game. Mm. And AEW, right after firing him, put on a fantastic pay per view. I, I I thought so. Like yeah, I mean I. And I didn't expect them to. I can't remember who said it, but they said All In felt like a season finale and All Out felt like a season premiere, like a fresh slate. Yeah. And I definitely got that. I thought, uh, I actually thought the wrestling was better on All Out than All In. Yeah. Uh, I thought that, uh, I thought that Ricky Starks, Brian Danielson match was awesome. And Ricky's really stepped up. And I think, I think someone that, he's someone that Collision has helped. You know, feels a bigger star. I think his promos have been good. I think he's he's getting that presence and his wrestling's backing it up. Like Meltzer gave that one a five star. I I thoroughly enjoyed that match. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the, the the later half of that pay per view. The meat match, the meat match, I, just everything. But like seeing them still kind of you know pop off. And again, that that, that crowd. I tuned in thinking, oh, they're going to mm. be eaten alive here, and that wasn't the case. So I was pretty happy with that. And Chicago, you know, you got other wrestlers. You got Sky Blue, Sky the Blue. new Second City Saint, Sky Blue. Mm. What are people from Chicago's personalities going to be now that they can't be a CM? That's all they got. I know. Deep Dish and CM Punk. Yeah. What are they going to do now? What are they going to do? Yeah, got to 
Better go for Sky Blue. I texted Scrump. He said he's going to start watching WWE again. Oh, right. It's just interesting. And uh, maybe this is the end. Maybe that was the last time CM Punk wrestled at All In. And that was his goodbye. But I don't really think so. I don't think so either. Yeah. Uh, What else did you like on All Out? Yeah. All Out was awesome. I I did say the the second half of the show was good. The first half felt like a dynamite division rampage but then it really it did creep up and 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 got really i got really into it the uh i mentioned the meat match the two big meaty men slapping meat was fantastic and the crowd really helped make that one as well the debut of the mysterious woman yes the flexible and hot woman flexible wife yeah. yeah hot flexible wife um i i really got into it i thought um the, the hangman stuff is weird it's like you're booking this clearly to just make remind people hey this guy's a good guy yeah. remember this guy's pretty nice uh so i think the fact, like that. i think the fact that hangman has very much stayed out of everything all the drama on. all the, the fact tea. that punk repeatedly has been calling him out which is again fucking hypocritical <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna lose your shit over this is real glass Crimea river yet you're going out going huh hangman page is a peg warmer literally name dropping people yeah counterfeit bucks yeah and you fucking lose your shit over quoting justin timberlake grow <laughs> the fuck up he's just not a fan of but yeah I, I do think that's maybe endeared hangman to people that he's very much stayed in, out of it he hasn't given any receipts back this whole time just kind of kept his head down and doing his thing. And like, I know Punk's got his fan base, but Punk's been doing this for a long time. He's been on WWE TV for years. Yeah. Hangman has not. He's only been on TV for four years. Yeah. And just, I, I, again, my me watching, like, Hangman's got to be one of the nicest guys there. So, it's, yeah. At least he's, at least he's, or he's he good at acting. That way, yeah. yeah, like he seems so genuine. And they, they, re, they, re, like, they re-brought it up. They, they reminded us that like, hey, this guy used to be a teacher yeah. with, for kids. And here he is winning this battle royal. I think that was all set up just to be like, hey, look, he's going to donate to Chicago. Chicago as well. Yeah. That had to be the rib yeah. there, of course. Like, there's no way they go, so which one do you want to give to? No, it's yeah, fucking fake. They're going to not doing West Virginia yeah. school county. It's like, no, Chicago <laughs> yeah. schools. Like. Yeah. So I, I thought that was interesting and pretty funny and hopefully a bit of a, a reset there of where Hangman can be, as we'll get into from like the, the Dynamite, TV. Yeah. yeah. But going back to All Out, yeah, I loved um, – Better than you, baby. As a tag team, I love them at All In. The kangaroo crit kick, the double clotheslines, all that shit. They do yeah. is over, you know. MJF is pretty smart at getting things popular, 100%. so uh, definitely been loving his run here with Adam Cole, uh, Samoa Joe, and Shane Taylor. I'm happy that Shane Taylor got some like time, but I don't think putting him on a AEW pay per view no. was the right move I there. 100 agree. Like, I, I, I do not care about Ring. Of I've Honor. seen him in Ring of Honor stuff. The guy's good, but um, he's not even had a dynamite matches. Exactly. So why, why put Absolutely him in that? He should not be in that position. And why was this match announced way before like all in matches were announced? It's I, so it's stupid. Not, yeah. Same with Luchasaurus and Darby Allen. Like I, I thought it was it was all right. It was pretty good, but. Like, why was this the only match we knew for fucking two I, months? I will give them credit. I think this was one they did a good job of simultaneously building both All In and All Out with Derby. And the actual AR Fox being pulled made this make so much more sense with Christian being with Swerve at uh, All yeah, In. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought that, and that's what they need to try and do more of for, for next year. Try and have Connect some connecting dots, yeah. feuds and stuff. Uh, I thought it was good. I like the story they've been telling with Derby's back that he's finally sort of breaking down um especially and i i just have thoroughly been enjoying you know christian 
Christian is oh, just so he's good. he's been he's been shown that he's a huge meme now and he is riding that wave so so hard. The whole the press conference after like hey how's everyone's dad's doing? Like he knows yeah. he's it's working for him. 100%. And it's so funny cuz like Edge came back and turned heel and would cut 30 minute promos about how he's evil and everything and Christian would just be like lol your dad's dead and get a yeah. way bigger yeah. Yeah. reaction. I'm wondering if we do get Edge in AEW. I don't know what the fuck we call him. Sexton Hardcastle, I guess. But, like, I saw some some digging. Edge has defeated Buddy Wayne in a house show years ago. Do you see, see this? Yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a way to connect yeah. all this somehow, some way. Uh, what would you call Edge? Sexton? I think just Adam Copeland. Adam Copeland? Probably, yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes more sense. Yeah. It, that makes way more sense. Yeah. <laughs> I just really love Sexton, Sexton Hardcastle. Hardcastle. <laughs> My first radio name first project when we got on the radio station at school in in college was you have to do a show with a whole fake like mm. name and persona and I, right away i was like sex and hardcastle and no one knew what it, what it was <laughs> until someone went wait a second you could also go back remember like when they debuted together they were billed as brothers yeah and yeah yeah call him edge cage edge cage <laughs> <laughs> Adam Copeland. <laughs> yeah, I, I do kind of see him going there now. Yeah. Possibly. And Mercedes. That's oh, you know, I we mean, lost I, Punk and we picked I up think, two others. Uh I think yeah, Punk going, it's definitely raised their stock. Um I also, you know, Punk going also gave us Europe again at all out. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we, we got some funds freed up. Tony's here. like, oh I've got all this money. Final countdown. Let's do final countdown again. Absolutely. How I was like, wait a second, Danielson. You were fine to come back for all in, all out, but you were not fine last week. Like, I know, fuck, man. I know that was disappointing. Yeah, uh, I do think uh, Danielson is ending his career, at least in ring or something, next year at All In. I would imagine it's against McGinnis. Hmm. Like that's a big way to to go out. If McGinnis has been gearing up for this All In, and yeah. then he was on commentary, yeah, he did say <laughs> when Danielson came out, he was for Ricky Starks. He was like, oh. Now he's healthy, yeah. kind of being like, fuck, I wanted that match. <laughs> yeah, uh, All Out also had Miro and Hobbs. We mentioned the meat match. That, that was, was pretty good. Statlander beat Ruby. I got into it, but it didn't yep. get up to like a... The next gear. The next, yeah. yeah, yeah. Brian Danielson and Ricky Starks. I am not a huge Ricky Starks mm. fan, but after watching this match, I see the vision. Like I've always been a fan of his promos. It's been his wrestling that's been kind of boring to me. He does... He does a lot of other people's stuff that mm. I'm just like, ah, where's your move? I know he's got the Rochambeau, but like he does a lot of other people's stuff. In this, I thought he he went toe to toe with the dragon. Great. I yeah. think he's really stepping up. He did. He that that's the thing. He is evolving and going to that next level, and that's just what's been missing for me from yeah. him. And now he's he's there, and I I, I don't I kind of want this feud to continue as it looks like it yeah, will be because. I don't know how because like this match was so violent. Like mm. I don't know what's the next step. What's the next step for these two? A cage match? Like maybe yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club fought Eddie Kingston and Shibata. That was all right. It, it had some good moments it was in okay, it for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't bad or anything, but just was just kind of there. Just it's it's just still fun seeing Shibata. I think very cool know? and teaming with Kingston. Yeah, I loved how they murdered. Uh, uh, Wheeler Yuta, yeah, as always, he's just the the fall guy. One hundred percent. Kanosuke Takeshita defeated Kenny Omega two weeks in a row. He pinned oh, him. this was awesome. Yeah, I uh, wish it was at Wembley. Um, Takeshita's just fantastic. Um, this and evil evil man, Takeshita. Kenny in singles matches. We want more of that, please. Yeah, let's let's 
get a prayer circle of just Kenny Omega does not have years left. And let's get all the matches out the way now. Him losing, I kind of am surprised, but also like really for it. It helped yeah. make Takeshita. The only problem is Takeshita then goes like, oh, I want to be TNT champ. It's like, no, you just beat Kenny Omega. Mm. You should be like, yo, fucking MJF, where are you at? Fucking yeah. this, like, that's where it should be. So I do... I can still criticize how they're booking that because if this guy, if someone beats Kenny in a singles match, that's he he should be going to the next, next thing. Level, if sure. not continuing the feud, uh, I imagine Kenny comes back and wants a rematch at some maybe Wrestle Dream. We'll, we'll get a rematch, yeah, yeah. I really love this match, and I do think they can get even more violent in it. So Takeshita definitely stepping up. I, you knew it would deliver. Mm-hmm. You knew it would. So pretty happy about that. Uh, Bullet Club Gold teaming up. Uh, sorry, uh, going against FTR and the Bucks teaming up, which was quite odd. This is definitely when the Bucks, uh, some of the CM Punk chants came out. Yeah, this was fun because of the crowd and stuff. And I, I have really been enjoying Bullet Club Gold with what they're, they've been doing. I yeah. think they're, they're really working. And For sure. Again, it's something that having Collision has helped these guys, I think. Instead of having a crowded dynamite, you make it their show. You make it Ricky Stark's show, that kind of thing. Um, I was kind of half expecting the Bucks to just like super kick FDR and have maybe even join Bullet Club down the line. Wow. They've been in it before. Yeah. I think the Bucks are people that need a bit of a fresh coat of paint. I'm kind of getting that New Day vibe with them where it's like, you've been the same for a long time. I feel like though, I I feel like they're kind of like, hey, we want to cool off, but it's like, but like who else can we book in these spots? Like for all in, what would have been the tag match? You can't do that. No, that was I just... I get this sense and it comes across on TV that they're a bit unmotivated sure. at the moment. I, I really didn't like that sit down promo between them and FTR. They just didn't seem to want to be there. And it's, it's for a while. Like we've seen in interviews with Cody about how he said, yeah, I made mistakes in AEW. I should have been the guy. And I was being a bit too generous yeah. putting people over. I think Kenny and the Bucks are guilty of that a lot of the time. And I think, uh, I think maybe them joining the Bullet Club would be a bit more interesting. Interesting. I, I don't know if that they would be the ones to put because there's a few different guys. You're like, oh, I'm wondering if they mm. he become because you you imagine Jay White's like their leader, right? Yeah. But like they could, I, it just start getting silly if you start putting people in it. I yeah. guess. But yeah, the the Bucks could definitely like take a seat back even in that case and let FTR FTR is going to do this open challenge and stuff. Mm. But I was expecting them to like turn heel. But now with Punk gone, they I, I don't know. It, it's a little messy, but I guess we'll have to tune in to, to kind of see because there really isn't any other tag teams ready for that big slot against FTR. And I'm I, we might get there, but... Until we get Edge and Christian. Edge and Christian yeah. versus FTR. That yeah. probably is the... the Edge going to come in and Christian just turns babyface? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like that's Edge just goes, Christian, you've, Yo. you've got a dad too, remember? He's like, fuck, what have I been? Do? I've been an asshole. Yeah, maybe, maybe that happened. Or Edge goes, hey, I know he's a bad guy. He's a dick, but like, I want to fight you guys and he's my brother. So. Yeah. Or Nick Wayne and Edge. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, and then we had uh, Moxley and Orange Cassidy uh, oh, in man. the main event. And that was awesome as well. Orange Cassidy becoming blood Orange Cassidy by the end of it. He's been so good. I, I loved his promo leading into this show. Um, I think the the story of his just injuries mounting up, how, uh, you know, he's been just wrestling week in, week out. 
and then eventually it's someone like Mox who who had to basically kill him yeah. to take this thing off of him. I thought it was such a good main event. And uh, despite not having the world championship on this show, I think they've definitely elevated this title to be the number two title. The IC it's ahead title. of the TNT title now. For oh, me. yeah, absolutely. Um, and putting it on someone like Mox, it's going to be interesting to see him run with it. But Orange Cassidy, um, Chris Jones in the chat has uh, is said that he's... Um, he thinks he's a contender to dethrone MJF. I completely see that. Uh, Chris Elliott saying Casty is his wrestler of the year for this year, which I wouldn't disagree with. He's been just consistently putting on fantastic matches and just his whole, his whole character makes so much sense for me. Yeah. It's not just this silly gimmick indie guy with hands in his pockets. It's, you know, him trying to fuck with his opponents, him, him showing that he is motivated. He wants to win but this is like his game plan and stuff. I, I love this Orange Cassidy story right from him winning this title from Pac way back when. I mean, think, think back to his like debut. It was Pac, right? With yeah. the, that match that everyone went, oh, wow, wait a second. It's not just some silly mm. gimmick. It's like the guy can actually go. And seeing him over these past few years, he's become like this like homegrown AEW like star. One of them. He is he's similar to MJF. Mm. Like MJF was not a household name before AEW, but now he is. And the same with Orange Cassidy. And I, I see like mixed reactions even from just some of our friends who are like, oh, Orange Cassidy is like a good mid-card guy. And I, I always feel that way. And then I watch his Dynamite matches and it's match of the night. Like constantly. I see him as a world week, champion. Yeah. He will, be, he will be world champion in AEW one day. Is he the guy to beat MJF? I don't know if that's the right move, but let the guy rest if, up if right MJF now. If MJF turns heel again, I can, I can see it. It would certainly make for some great hope spots and mm. a, a whole program there. But Orange has definitely stepped up in his matches. And it's not just character. Like, his matches are awesome. And people are dressing up as him. I see his shirts in public. Like, he's he's popular for, uh, a, you know, a, this company is one of their guys. And I, I thought that match was awesome. It mocks basically what praying before he murders him. He's like, I'm so sorry, God. I got to kill I'm him. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And that, yeah, that final death rider. Killed him. Like, Nasty. Yeah, love um, that match. But what a what a pay per view, really. Like, really good. It had some great matches and some classics. I would say the the strap match or the Takeshita Omega were. I can't. I couldn't pick between the two of them. So those two and the main. Yeah, I think that all three of them were were really really good matches. Yeah, uh, and and then we had a, a really refreshing Dynamite. I thought I was I thoroughly enjoyed Dynamite this week. It took a step back from the wrestling a bit, but just I think kind of you know, reshuffled the deck and seemed to have focus, which I think AW sorely lacked in the over a year now. Like it's Absolutely. been a while. It's where... been the, since brawl out, honestly, yeah. since the punk thing, it's been this way. And I think now we can like just focus on like the good shit and not focus on backstage dramas and this and that. I'm sure that there is backstage dramas at AW that don't involve CM Punk, but like, I think that black cloud has kind of, drifting on over now it's a whole I new hope as well it's like if they can fire punk they can fire me yeah. you know and should be the attitude people have where sure. maybe let's all grow up here and sure. do business let's make money and let's make, make money. great entertainment exactly so I, I i think they'll be going on great they announced this new pay-per-view wrestle dream mm -hmm. uh which already is looking good from watching collision oh, yesterday yeah. brian danielson who's back in full gear they've they photoshopped out Punk, and the Collider is the dragon now, yeah. right? Can we still say Colliders? Let's never say Colliders. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, Danielson just easily slotting into this position, mm -hmm. and 
Danielson thrives when oh, Punk yeah. leaves. We've seen it in yeah. Ring of Honor, in WWE, yeah. and AEW. So fuck Finally yeah. Finally getting the Zack match that we were meant to have at Forbidden Door 1. Um, like, yeah, right away has my interest for, for this show. They're learning their, from their mistakes. Oh, wait, Grand Slam isn't moving tickets and it's in a few weeks? Better announce some matches. Yeah. Eddie Kingston and Claudio. So, like, book things that, you know, want people want to Eddie Kingston to. making clear, hey... Buy tickets. Sell tickets. Buy tickets. Yeah. Tony, do your job. Sell more tickets to this thing. Yeah. Uh, which I which I also imagine is uh, Samoa Joe versus MJF at Arthur Ashe. Well, I think you could go either way because we've got the uh, Roddy Strong MJF story going on as well. And with you having Grand Slam and Wrestle Dream coming up, you could do it either or. You could do Roddy at Grand Slam and Joe at the right. pay-per-view. Because sure. I think the Joe match feels a bit bigger. Um, you could have something, you know, something screwy. So whoever loses the main event of the, this title eliminator tournament has a gripe and a, a right to kind of go for the title. Sure. I can see us having both those matches okay. over the next two Damn. big events we got. Right, okay. Because I, I feel like Joe MJF is Arthur Ashe worthy. It's it's weird. It's kind of like... But isn't the pay-per-view bigger? The pay-per-view is bigger, but it's in a smaller venue. Yeah. It's so weird. It's like all in and all tickets. out. Yeah. yeah. It's, again, you're doing it again, Tony. Yeah. You're doing the big stadium and then a show, a pay-per-view that's also like smaller yeah. and won't have as many people. So it is... Or eyes on it because less viewers... Mm. Obviously, you get pay-per-view buys, but there are less people watching that than the TV show. So it is kind of all over. I love Roddy, but like, is that necessarily the stadium main event, right? Like That's... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Adam! As much as I love him and his renders lately of him in the neck braces. And, oh my god, I hate AEW t-shirts, but like, I think I might have to buy it. Well, neck, neck strong? Neck strong? <laughs> neck strong? <laughs> I, I do find it funny, all these people that clearly didn't watch NXT, because they're like, oh, this new Roddy Strong character is fantastic. <laughs> it's not new. This is exactly what he was doing with the creeds. He's just and angry and he wears a neck brace. And just wants friends to just be with him and have no other friends. Big brute. And just, I can't remember who on Twitter said it, but it's like him just embracing being completely and utterly pathetic. Yeah, it's good. It's so entertaining. He's making a He's great He's never character. been cool. Like yeah. we've always joked about him being like the, the lame jock of yeah. Undisputed Era and just embracing his lameness works wonders love it character. love it so much yeah i've been loving that uh i i, I would like to see roddy versus mjf but mm. like i don't know is that the is that stadium main event worthy maybe there's a bigger match that's the main event maybe claudio eddie's the main event of that mm -hmm. and they do eventually go to joe mjf because i think also they've been doing a great job of just having him shove him if half the people who watch that didn't understand yeah. what that was that's still samoa joe just shoving Max and yeah. you're like oh okay wait a second that would be a good match and then obviously they can't play the clip but to then have them like explain things even to non-hardcores you go wait a second Joe MJF could be pretty good yeah. you don't need to know all that but then when you do know all that it's like you're in on it like I, oh shit I think something AEW has been doing quite well across the board are these sort of injury stories as well Darby's back you know and then having that against Roderick Strong who's the messiah of the backbreaker Roddy and MJF's neck are both fucked at the moment and both potentially having matches with Samoa Joe, whose main move is the muscle buster, right. which all comes down on the neck. I think that that's been quite good job. And obviously the stuff with Orange Cassidy with just the mounting injuries. Yeah. Um, 
because we do see these guys work week in, week out. And it, it feels like that G1 storytelling where it's like, fuck, it's like my body's breaking down from wrestling so yeah, much. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit more believable. Um, yeah, no, I, I loved I loved the the two shows from the week before, but then like to have a hard to to go off of Tony Khan's like crippling promo where he's basically crying and telling Chicago, "Hey, I had to fire this guy." That that sucked because mm-hmm. he had to do that. I, yeah, I don't know if he had to, but he did. Good for him, though. like good it, for him it doing it. The, but it, he definitely took the bullet for like I mean Ricky Starks opening the show. Like yeah. it, I think I think it kind of soften the blow for the rest of the people on that roster. It stopped a lot of more punk chance 100%. for the next night as well, I'm assuming. But uh, it, it, I have to like give them credit and it's going to still be hard for them because it's not just like, hey, we did an 80,000 seats stadium show and now when we go back to the States, everything's going to be okay and peaches and cream and sold out shows. Mm. No, because you guys are still struggling filling things and I think they got to learn different ways to work that way and announcing matches week before isn't the way to go sometimes no. because sometimes people can't afford it but if you tell someone hey but you get to see these matches maybe that changes their mind yeah and buy and people buy tickets hangman swerve hangman swerve very swerve has just been we've been watching this guy for a long time and he's just been fantastic and kill shot his versus promo the buckshot. against hangman was great I think it's Refocus Hangman in a singles feud, which this guy should be. He was the main character of AEW for the first few years until Dickhead came along. Dumb so, fucking CM Punk. Yeah, so uh, I think refocusing him is great. The line about if I had as many shots as you had, I'd be the first black AEW champion was fantastic. I loved it. I loved a lot of uh, white people online saying it was a stupid line. Yeah, well, don't fucking say <laughs> Um, I loved it. I love that promo. Uh, I, I thought the segment was great. And like diving back into, you know, Hangman's insecurities with himself, like, right. uh, like Swerve pointing out, you've been just like doing nothing. You've been in six mans and stuff the last while. Like, what are you doing? Step yeah. up. Uh, I, th- I think that feud's going to be great. Um, I think it's time where we got to start booking stars against each other. And sure. I think I think maybe it's a hangover from the pandemic because I think to start with, they were always booking the big names against each other. You were having your, you know, Jericho, Cody's, Kenny, uh, Kenny, Moxley, all that. And then pandemic happened and it was empty arenas and it definitely felt, let's hold off on some of these matches until we have crowds back. We've had crowds back for a long time now. We should be having your big names against each other. And... I think Swerve Hangman is a good start. Swerve, uh, Swerve is definitely stepping up. I mean, I'm super big fan of him, and uh, his promo kind of had some truth to it. It's like, hey, I never got like that big push. Like, what WWE got rid of him, right? Yeah. Like, the second he was hot, WWE kind of pulled the, the rug underneath, mm. and which is a shame. I'm sure Triple H would have liked to have him in WWE. Yeah. I think he could have been a big deal in WWE. He could still be one day a big deal there. He's he was not the problem of Hit Row. Clearly, he's mm. the one who actually wrestles who. Comes across pretty menacing in his promo, but He's scary. Yeah, and he had a lot of like he he weaved in like reality and and wrestling in real life, being basically saying like, "Hey, you were the main character here, and and you know I didn't get those opportunities, which I I, I really liked." And kind of freaking out him, Hangman, and I imagine this isn't a TV program. I imagine this is I I can see this being a series. Yeah, yeah, I think they'll have a couple. Maybe at Grand Slam and yeah, Wrestle Dream. I could see so. 
Uh, Full gear, maybe. Big, what's his name? The the Machine, Brian Cage attacking Hangman. We get that match next week, which is a which rematch. They had some good matches. Yeah, they, the they, past, yeah, they reminded us, like, hey, they had a little bit of a few. It was out a couple of years ago, maybe. It was pretty good, so I, I, I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, it feels like Punk's left the building and Hangman's back in. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. I also could just watch Prince Nana dance. Whew, oh, the- yeah. Oh, nah, so nah. Good. So What's good. my name? Yeah, um, I love that. Yeah, so I'm really excited about that feud. Uh, moving forward and both elevating to you know a proper top position again yeah i'm really excited for that match i'm sure they will absolutely bang and if they have a a match like they have a singles match and then they have a a rematch which is like no holds barred i know both those guys know how to go pretty ham and oh yeah no dq matches and stuff so would be texas death would totally be into this feud so already off to a good start i actually really enjoyed that and I enjoyed, like you said, the wrestling wasn't so much the focus, but that's okay because now we can look forward to stuff and tune yeah. into stuff. And MJF and the Joe explaining the whole shove and MJF riffing on him, the ice cream truck line was mm-hmm. fantastic. And two great promos on the same show, basically, yeah. that wasn't wrestling, is hyping up some wrestling for the next little while. So I thought they did a good job. Uh, we've had, what, Jericho, Sammy Guevara announced for Grand Slam. Can't say I'm completely into this feud, but uh, could be a, a good match. Honestly, like I'm really happy that they're getting this match. Um, it's cool that it's at Arthur Ashe. Obviously, Jericho's in the good books of TK, so he's getting the big stadium yeah. matches. But the my only, I actually really like it. I think Sammy's a fantastic wrestler, and I think we'll bring the best of Jericho out yet again, especially after the uh, the Osprey match. <laughs> I think this should lead to somehow getting to Guevara versus Osprey. I don't know how, because that would just That'll blow our minds yeah. at wrestle dream. Maybe, but um, I, I just don't understand how they win a match and then they're mad at each other. So I just didn't get that. Yeah. So I, I, I'm the same. Yeah, okay. So I, I might be like, was on it my... Jericho stole the win? Was that what it was? was and that's why he was mad. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But a bit, a bit weird. It will probably surprise a lot of people at grand. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm not too down on it. Like most no, um, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed this week's uh, Collision and Dynamite. Just felt so much more focused than yeah. it's been. Uh, Jade Cargill returning, I think, is is a good thing. I do think she's been missed. She definitely does have that star presence. And sure. going right after Statlander again, who took a title, um, I'm kind of for that. I'm, I'm glad Cargill's back. Yeah, uh, that was last night on Collision, right? Mm. Um, also on Collision, we mentioned Danielson calling out Zack Sabre Jr. That is official now, yeah. so super excited for that. You already have my attention for that whole 100%. pay-per-view, so everyone will be watching for that one. And I'm sure Zack Sabre Jr. will gain some new fans from that as well. Um, I'm trying to think what else we had. No Jay White. They announced this crazy-looking, like, lucha, almost dream match. The guns are in it, so mm. I won't, I'll use that word treading lightly. But they announced... Drago, they don't call him that though, no. right? What the fuck? They call him something else. I'm assuming that's issues with CMLL or yeah. AAA or something like that. But then Jay White is sick or something, so they pull him. Mm. They had Card Blade, which I am a huge fan. Card Blade's great. We need it. <laughs> we, have, we need it with Kyrie. We got uh, Card Kyrie, Kyrie Card. We have a Kyrie cut out here. Shout out Scrump. But we need a, a Card Blade now, which they should right away be selling oh, it. Oh, absolutely. A, you see Don... It's the <laughs> smile on his face. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny because they've been walking around with it when he's not there, but... He was he was sick last night, so they they just made it a six man tag. But they do his entrance with him yeah. in the middle it's with so the good. pose. So funny. Um, so I was a little down on that match. Uh, it didn't, yeah, it didn't hit like I thought it would. Yeah, but maybe it's because last second they had to change things yeah. or whatever. But hoping to see more of Dragos, Drago in oh, yeah, uh, and Aerostar. Yeah, not not so much gravity. 
Not so much gravity. No. He's kind of annoying me already. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, and then I forget. Oh yeah, sorry. So then like the the Darby Roddy match was pretty good with mm-hmm. Darby's back getting all fucked up. I see Nick Wayne turning on Darby. Whoa! I think and joining Christian and Luchasaurus. That's that would be insane. Because I think you you've played up the stuff with Nick Wayne and being rightfully pissed off at AR Fox. You tried to murder me a couple of weeks ago and yeah. trash my dad's gym, my dead dad's gym. Right. Uh, and Darby's like, ah, but we all make mistakes. Like, I think, I think Nick Wayne is, you know, young and kind of a bit bland. Like, he's good in ring. Yeah, he doesn't I have any character. I don't think he should be main eventing Dynamites at this point. Yeah, um, it was all right. It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily the highlight of the show. Open, open the show with that. Yeah. Great. I don't think it was a closing match. Um, and I think, yeah, put Nick Wayne with... Christian and the dragon. An edge. An edge, sure. The history there, right? Yeah. You mentioned so possibly. But yeah, um, I'm, I, I like Nick Wayne. He's young, but so he'll definitely have a huge career. But to, to put him in that slot, it wasn't as like... The crowd didn't react either as, mm. as much as some of the other stuff on the show on Dynamite. But still, solid solid two shows this week yeah. from Dynamite and Collision. And having Danielson in that slot really helps. I thought it helped the week prior with the whole him surprise coming back. No one watched it because no one watches Collision. But... Mm. So it's, I watched it the day after, but I imagine a lot do like watch the next day, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Cause it's like, it is in a weird way, like a few weeks now into it being a show, it's, it's going to change now with no punk and stuff, but it is being like, Oh, what's going on before you you go out on a Saturday? Oh, throw on like the, cause we're so used to pay-per-views, UFC sporting events. There's always something going on. So it does it it is changing my mind of like eh, if there's still content that then that, that's why there's that show For, i mean i work and you often work on a saturday yeah. but as someone who isn't particularly interested in sport like i would totally watch collision yeah. before going or at least watch the first hour while i'm getting ready exactly and going out yes. that sort of thing and it's always there for you so it's like oh you could just like tune, tune in and on a sunday a, it's a network decision like i i think the show is going to get better now punk's gone because i think we can we can have a bit more synergy between Dynamite and Collision. We've seen from last night, it's not just Rampage. There yeah. is storytelling. There is story advancement. You do have to watch it yeah. to, to know what's going on. Like right, You yeah. will tune into Dynamite and be like, oh, you missed this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. Rampage, you missed a pretty good match. Yeah. That's kind of what Rampage is, yeah, yeah. which is fine now. Is that still a, on TV? It is, yeah. Right. Um, well, Rampage and Collision aren't, sorry, Collision's not on TV here. No. So I can't even, we can't even watch yeah. it. You got, I, I have to use other means. Fight VPN. That is true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, did you see this whole Santana Ortiz back and forth? Yeah. At first, I'm like, is this guy like going off on himself here, shooting, shooting his shot? And now I'm just thinking it's an angle, but good for them. I'm hoping it is. If it's not, then I'm pretty upset. <laughs> I, yeah, I think, I do think it's a a work because this was a produced video by AEW where Santana is going like I want to be on my own I want to be on my own no one's holding me back blah 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 Uh, and Ortiz sort of shooting back at him on Twitter and him and Santana going back and forth like you didn't call you didn't write all that sort of stuff right the problem is is the timing of this like right off the back of the whole punk stuff I don't know if it's good timing to be doing angles on Twitter. Right. Because I think there is still that black cloud. And you look at that tweet, and I don't think right away you necessarily go, oh, they're working. You go, fuck, there's another issue in More the backstage AEW. Right and especially where if you are like a, a dirt sheet reader, 
there have been these talks for quite a long time of Santana and Ortiz not being on the same page. Ortiz kind of being fine with being a tag team wrestler and Santana wanting to break solo and there being a bit of tension between the two. Uh, we've heard about that for quite a while. Santana come, coming back and being Mike Santana to try and kind of make him not be Santana from Santana and Ortiz, but his own person. So I do think it's a work. I think it's leading to a match between these two, but I don't know if timing's right to do it this style. Yeah, fair enough. I, I, I can see that they're trying to take something that maybe was dirt sheet stuff and trying to use it, but you're right. Like, can we not maybe just wait a little bit, clear out some of this dirty shit before we go into more, like trying to blur the lines is great in wrestling, but we're literally coming off the back of some of the worst shit that we are finally breaking free of. So it is kind of odd timing. Um, I do I don't think know. as well, you mentioned earlier, like who else is there in the tag division? I think these guys the, haven't had they didn't tag even win the titles run, and they 100% should. And I think this would be, I think I, I like Santana. I think he's a good promo. I think he's a good wrestler. I think he's going to get so lost in the shuffle Absolutely. with this roster right now. Agree. Hard uh, agree. I think going to an impact, he could be a top singles guy or something like that in a different company. I don't see it in this sea of just talented wrestlers. Yeah. Hmm, hmm. How do I, how do I prove I'm not just a tag team wrestler? My name's Santana. All right. I got it. Mike, Mike Santana. And like, good for him. You, you're betting on yourself. Like you shouldn't be complacent with your position and you should be striving for something better. But realistically, I think tag, tag title run is huge. Is their ceiling and would be good. Huge fan of them. I've always been a fan of them. LAX bro. But like you weren't on TV for a year and you got the all in slot. Mm. Not really fair to a lot of other people. You are put in huge spots for, for a long time, for years now on this show. And you are an over unit. They've never been tag team champions, which I think an FTR proud and powerful storyline in the next few months would have been awesome. Instead, yeah. we got this video where instantly I, I don't think it will work the way I think mm. Mike Santana is, is thinking it's going to he already sounds like every other bad guy heel turn that they've had already and and ortiz has got a nice hat so i mean like really i don't it is a nice it is indiana ortiz right there but i don't know he could use that one um i i don't know i i think it's gonna backfire on him i do too unfortunately as much as i again i really love them as a team so uh kind of like complaining oh i'm never getting these opportunities yeah you got someone else's opportunity by being put in wembley you got opportunities by being put in lots of matches so i'm not necessarily to be to be fair though i felt that stadium stampede match felt like an like AEW original yes match, yes which he 100 is absolutely and like it wasn't like he was off tv dossing around he had a serious injury sure yeah so like i kind of do and you had the tie-in with you know uh, best friends with Santana Ortiz, all that. There was a lot of different history interwived to make that that match. But I I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I, again, big fan of them. But I'm just like, do we need this feud right now between the two of them where we could have just used them as a tag team and potentially beat FTR for the titles, mm. which could be like a huge thing. Fuck. You just saw WWE go to Puerto Rico. Let's book a fucking huge Puerto Rico show and have that as the main event. Yeah. You know, like instead now you're just going to be wrestling on Rampage and fighting Serpentico and beating him and yeah. being like, oh, now I wish I didn't run my mouth because <laughs> I'm not being booked on pay-per-views as much. I I'm just saying I could be completely wrong. He could be amazing and change everything. But from what I've seen, he's great. But I just don't know if mm. he, he will be lost in the shuffle. 
Is that it for AEW this week? I think so. I mean, that, there's a lot of talk because there's cl- clearly been yeah, a lot to catch up. On. Yeah, there's been a lot to catch up on, and just a, a lot going on with AEW in, in in good ways and bad ways. But I think now it's been a hard reset of them going forward. I feel like it's reinvigorated my love for. It. I I was so tired of the CM Punk shit going on. Yeah. I could care less about this guy. Let's let's worry about him when he's in WWE and Survivor Series in a few months. Him and AJ Lee will show up because she's just left Women of Wrestling. So oh, really? There you go. Okay. Maybe they show up as a couple and that's his way in to nah. get, get I cheered. I just love Triple H to laugh. Be like, <laughs> no, you're a dick and we've got good shit going on right now. So what, are we going to get Punk beating EC3? Go to, yeah. Go for the to NWA? NWA? <laughs> yeah. Win that title, you loser. Yeah. Um, well, I caught a little bit of WWE this week, mainly... Uh, which thankfully WWE uploaded the full match without the ad break. So you saw the whole thing. Gunther versus Chad Gable from this week's Raw. Absolutely. Yeah, I I have not watched Raw in a while, but I had to check this out. Gunther has been on quite a run and uh, he's beaten some records. He's broken some records. We didn't get the honkometer, which was the one that we could have had him fight Santino like two weeks ago. And then the honkometer gets brought up or whatever. But he has beaten Honky Tonk's record. Uh, Honky Tonk, that's the only thing he had going for him. So I know he's pretty pissed. <laughs> but Gunther is officially the longest reigning IC champ of all time. All time, which is crazy. And to make us believe that possibly he could lose it right before the streak was broken, it was even better. Which, which is something they could have done. I yeah. think there is that thing where this this Honky Tonk streak has been, like, sorry, record has yeah. been there for 35 years. Where they might just want to go, ah, let's just leave it. That is history. It's yeah. 35, it's honky tonk, yeah. the longest reigning. So there was that doubt in your mind going into it, which I think added to this match. For sure. Like, this is one of the best, like, 12 minute matches I've ever seen, I think. One of the best raw main events in quite a long time. It was so good. I think, I think Chad Gable, you know, realizing how people that figure out how to get around the WWE system, you've seen it with Sami Zayn. We've seen it with Brian Danielson. We've seen it now with Chad Gable. You know, like we know their wrestling is fantastic, but in WWE, you need more than that to get over. His whole shoosh thing, the silly stuff with Alpha Academy, they've been such a highlight in that tag division in the mid card for a couple of years now. And the shoosh thing got over and now it's afforded him the opportunities to be put in like these main events where people go, wow, this guy can wrestle that's pretty well. good like i think of that uh the wrestlemania sort of multi-tag match where he's doing the chaos theory on braun Strowman, and people are like whoa yeah that's impressive and now built up where he's this like more serious wrestler he says in that promo like it's like dropping the silly shit like i'm here to wrestle and and he's he's earned that and i don't think this is the end of we're, we're seeing of this feud i i would hope they get a you know, 20-minute pay-per-view match now at this sure, point, yeah. uh, where maybe Gable takes it. You think now so? that record's broken, I think you can afford Gunther to lose. And I think Gunther could be a prime candidate to win the Rumble this year. Yeah, I think Gunther is winning the Rumble. I think we're having Gunther and Cody at the end of the Rumble again. And I Gunther, would love that. Yeah, I think And then Gunther just goes, no, I don't want Roman. I want Seth or yeah. whatever, right? And that's Which would the, be great. Yeah, which would be a, a huge WrestleMania match. But... Uh, really loved Gable and Gunther. Like Gable, we've watched in NXT. He even got wi- Gable. What is it? Uh, Ready, willing, and Gable. Yeah. That was one of the most over things in NXT. Yeah. Uh, Alpha Academy. Sorry, that's what the American team. Alpha. American Alpha was awesome. Yeah. So 
I really love Jason Jordan producing this. Yeah, yeah, and the moment after, yeah, yeah. which is really nice. But the wrestling was great. Gunther is such a great base for this. He's a smaller dude, uh, Gable, but the wrestling there and Michael Cole like really hitting over the head. Like this guy was in the Olympics, the Pan Am Games. Finally, not Shorty G. Yeah, on this shit. But again, like he he sucked it up. He played that gimmick, and he's earned this. And I think Gunther is at his best when he's against smaller guys. Yeah, for sure. Think Ilya. Think Tyler Bate. Think. Pete Dunne, yeah, and now Chad Gable. It's when he's his best, and they're presenting him. He hasn't been watered down at all on main roster WWE. He's still, in fact, he's yeah. still Walter. My 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 critiques of when they changed his name was like you're just going to turn him into a WWE product, but instead they've 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 added to it. Before he didn't have the pomp and circumstance of uh, Ludwig yeah. doing the whole spiel. And I don't know how he takes off his jacket that, that nice, but he like, they've created, they didn't take anything away. They just helped out things that he didn't have before yeah. and made him seem even more epic. And clearly the guy just seems normal now. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's like, completely it's fine. fine. I'm over it. Like it's fine. And he's jacked. He yeah. took this seriously. I, I, I don't understand a lot of people who get this, these opportunities. And then, then they, they just take the paychecks and don't really care. This guy, no, this guy cares about the wrestling. Yeah. I'm like, man, love this match so much. These guys were killing each other. The suplexes, even Gunther was getting worried. He's like, oh, my moves aren't, I can't keep him down. He had to do all the different finishers and yeah. stuff. I loved it so much. And to make it even better is Gable's kids crying in oh, the front it, row. It added to it so much. <laughs> it, at least they weren't crying kids on my flight. <laughs> they were just crying kids front row at a wrestling event. Brilliant. Yeah, it loved was, it. It was great. Uh, let, let's re- run this back on fast lane. I is think. that the next one? I think it's Roadblock, Fastlane. Fastlane, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, give them time. This could maybe add a stip to it. Do a two out of three falls yeah, or something. Please, please like do a two out of three. Thirty falls. minute Iron Man, something like that. Um, because these these two on pay per view are gonna deliver. I think this is one of the best TV matches. I think there's an argument for Gunther being one of the wrestlers of the year. He's kind of... Absolutely. He's kind of the Orange Cassidy of WWE right now, you know, putting on just weekly great TV matches. Um, I would love to see a two out of three falls at the, the paper. It is fast lane or even a Iron Man match. Yeah. Like 30 minute, right? Yeah. That would be pretty crazy too. Um, I loved uh, some of the stuff on Payback. Mm. Uh, I watched that uh, with my brother the other week. We had a wedding and then I came back. I was like, oh, Payback's on. So we watched that and... Trish versus Becky was awesome. Oh, am I crazy? That was fantastic. Trish has been so good in this run. I think I like I way, loved it way better than any of her kind of comebacks we've seen. Absolutely. She looks so motivated. She wants to uh, hang with this new crop of talent. Um, like since her, I like this is one of, if not her best match. I think that was one of her best matches and one of Becky's best I think matches. she's looked incredible. I, I really got into it and I don't usually like cage matches mm. and this, this feud has been iffy with stuff, but I actually got into it and thought that was maybe my match of the night. I really loved the tag match. Yeah, that, that felt really like fun. Stadium Stampede Anarchy. Yeah. They clearly watched that and went, okay, we got to do that. And that felt like it. The hockey, the Lemieux jersey or whatever. I just oh, think man. it's a shame we haven't seen more of these like top level tag matches with Owens and Zayn because th- this is like it took yeah. me back to those you know Ring of Honor matches against the Briscoes and that kind of thing just a wild brawl um, which 
are normally quite sanitized in WWE. And I thought this, this was definitely one of the better, like, hardcore matches we've seen. Yeah, uh, I really, I think I said, did I say the right hockey? Now I'm second guessing myself on my hockey player, but I love the spot where they got thrown over the thing yeah. and then come back with the jerseys. I was like losing. And then he did the Swanton. Yeah. And the view was crazy, but really, really loved those two matches on that show. Nakamura was, Nakamura Seth was okay, but it didn't quite, still didn't quite live I, up to. I agree. I, I, Enjoyed this new presentation of yeah. Nakamura. I the think anime. that's really working. That was sick. Yeah. It's like Japanese entrance with the cartoons and shit. That was amazing. But I, uh, his wrestling is still just not quite there anymore. They flew in Muda, sat in front row just to watch him, just to, just to watch Nakamura. <laughs> but we're continuing this feud as well. I, I guess that's well. a, a gimmick match at the yeah. pay-per-view, right? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, d- WWE have, has had some entertaining stuff. They got LA Knight. LA Knight. Cena giving him the rub. Yeah. Yeah. And him being like, I don't need it. Um, <laughs> reports that he's just signed or about to sign a big money five-year contract and basically saying like, hey, you stick around, we'll we're running with you. you. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's been billed as the top baby face now on SmackDown. Um, really, really excited because he was someone that won me over in NXT. I think that uh, Cameron Grimes feud in particular, I think he, we've all known he's been a good promo and a good character, but I think that feud was the one where I go, you know what? You can wrestle. And I know, I don't think the Miz is necessarily the person to show that with, but you know, if we get a LA Knight Seth match down the line or some of the better wrestlers, LA Knight AJ or whatever, I think the guy can go and the crowd are completely behind him. And you don't get that too often in WWE. Let's run with it. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying, you know, beat Roman right away. Or no. Just, like, have him within a program with some people, and it'll... He'll at least be work. a compelling character to go against Roman. I'm imagining the Miz thing's continuing. I wonder if him and Cena, like, team up maybe, or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe Cena LA Knight's the match at Mania eventually. Like, yeah. I'm sure he's got a big spot, but it's his promos and shit that people are, like, really getting into mm. and tuning into. So, uh, like, he's so popular on, like, TikTok and all that stuff. I loved his promo on SmackDown after the passing of Bray Wyatt. Oh, how fantastic. he managed to kind of stay in character, acknowledge his feud, pay tribute to Bray, and then end with the run. Right. I, I thought he like wove everything together so perfectly. He's his last match, right? Yeah. Lights out match. So uh, he had the match at, um, uh, yeah, he had the Pitch lights dark. out match and then had a couple of uh, house show matches. I, wow. saw, I saw them out in Montreal, which I think was his third last house show crazy yeah wow um but yeah i can't say i think the whole jimmy uso bloodline thing has completely left me cold now yeah so over it it's they need to they can't keep going back to the well jay uso being on raw is interesting i like that people are kind of wary of him uh like drew kind of being like mad at cody as well for bringing him in like this guy kind of fucked Fucked us all over with yeah. our title opportunities. I think that's good. I like when you don't forget the past and like, oh no, he's a good guy now, so we're friends. Uh, I think that's something since Triple H has taken control that they have acknowledged the past a bit more and make it feel like real people. More like a soap opera where it's like, if you've been watching a show for like five to 10 years or whatever, it's like, you know, these characters that don't like each other. Like yeah, it's like there's things thing. like that connect and don't connect, right? So yeah. definitely I think Raw is, is stepping up for me and it's it's SmackDown that's kind of been lacking a little 
recently. Yeah, but I mean, it's got LA Knight on it, and he's super popular, and people are tuning in to just watch him talk. So, uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed Payback. I'm pretty sure I'll be checking out uh, Fastlane with, some, especially if they run back Gunther and uh, Gable. So, I mean, they're they're doing some stuff right for sure. Yeah. Their pay per views have definitely been like such. A, a they're an step easy up. watch, aren't they? Now, yeah, whereas yeah. they used to be a bit of a slog, and I think now, like. You, you get some, you get a few pretty good matches on there. Uh, it seems to just move quicker than it used to. Like the pacing seems yeah. better. Um, that WWE have had a, a real come around in the last year, I think. And it all will go to shit once they bring in CM Punk at yeah. Survivor Series in Chicago. God. <laughs> uh, if he went in, who would you want him to put it, be in a program with? I said Cena. Obviously, there's talks of KO, but don't think either. I mean, actually, him and LA Knight going back and forth on the mic Promos? could be pretty entertaining. I. I just don't know wrestling wise, like certain guys he would try to keep up with. But it's funny because when Punk came into AEW, he cut a promo with Tony Khan basically saying, I want to work with Jungle Boy, Kenny, and the Bucks. Yeah. Didn't really work out that way. So if he comes in and says, I want to work with the Bucks, be weary. Yeah. I mean, Owens is a, a Bucks, friends of the Bucks, isn't he? Yeah. He probably doesn't really want to work with them. Yeah. But money talks. We'll see. Yeah. I think they'll be a bit more professional in WWE about working with each other. Sure. And yeah. Stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, that's. Uh, but- that's what's been going on in uh, WWE. Mm-hmm. I can't really say I've been watching too much of anything else. I know Ceno was just at Impact 1000, which I haven't got around to watching, but I saw some of like the, the, the people that popped up, kind of going back through some history there. Shark Boy yeah. showed up. But yeah, I thought that was like pretty cool, so I might have to check that out as well. But there's always wrestling to watch. One more kind of NXT note, uh, Gable Steveson. Uh, oh, yeah. seemingly has I don't think they've said he's left WWE but he's it seems that way uh, they've cut ties with him in NXT I think he, he's gone we said it was very odd after that Baron Corbin match yeah. where uh, you know they didn't really acknowledge him at all on TV after that yeah, even they, though he won the match no it was, no, a, it was a double count out was yeah, it? Yeah. yeah Baron Corbin just he's retiring retired, gold medalist gold medalist um but also, he's not doing the Olympics as well, so... He's not doing anything. I feel like maybe his past is catching up with him mm, a bit. I think so, too, actually. That's that's what I read out of... Between yeah. the lines is, wait, everyone... You're not doing anything? After I watched you on... T- I don't even know you, and then I show up on TV being like, everyone wants to know my future. I Really? I was more interested in which school Thea Hale picked, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess we won't be seeing him in WWE. His brother's doing all right, I guess. Yeah. Damon's Kemp, still there. Right. And his flow... Yeah, it's curly hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what's been going on in uh, in wrestling. We will be back on Tuesday night for a new Up Next covering everything in the world of NXT leading up to No Mercy in a little while. And I have been keeping up with NXT yeah, since I've been catching away. Up. It's still been on a pretty good roll. I thought Heatwave was really good. I thought this week's episode was pretty great. Uh, the, the big angle with Von when his head caved in uh. at the end was pretty good. Um, and you've got some huge matches for this week. What's coming up this week? Uh, I believe we've got Tiffany Stratton versus Becky Lynch. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's insane. I, I, I'm kind of interested in, because, you know, if Tiff beats Becky, that's insane. But if Becky beats Tiff, like, that kind of changes some things. Maybe they rematch it at No Mercy or something. Like, I don't, I don't even know, but that's pretty interesting. Love Becky saying she never won that title, which is true. So it's like, hey, why not? Uh, yeah, we've got uh, Axiom versus Tyler Bate in the NXT Global Heritage Tournament, which I've been enjoying, yeah. like the little mini G1 sort of thing they've been doing. But those two will, will be good. Creed's versus Malik Blade and Idris Anofi, which oh, yeah. those guys always deliver. 
Briggs, Jensen, Miles Bourne versus Gulak, Charlie Dempsey, and Damon Kemp. Uh, Akira Tozawa versus Nathan Fraser in the Heritage Cup tournament, which, again, sounds pretty good. Um, Tiffany Stratton, Becky Lynch, which you mentioned, and Ilya Dragunov, Wesley. Oh, yeah. Uh, this show looks pretty stacked, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to to watch this week. We will be chatting about it after NXT goes off the air on Tuesday night over on the post-wrestling feed. So go look for us. Come hang out in the chat or listen to it the next day. If you don't watch mm-hmm. NXT, you can hear us recap it all for you. But I think that wraps us up here today. We will be back as well next Sunday at 2 p.m. We'll be chatting about all the stuff from Dynamite and Collision and everything else in between on next week's show. Do you think we'll be talking about CM Punk next week? Do you think more stuff is going to happen between this Sunday and next Sunday? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say he's going to remain quiet for a little bit. Is he going to wait till Thanksgiving again? Was that when I think that's when he dropped the punk the Colt Cabana interview was like Thanksgiving morning, just like cold, like a like right. a Drake album drop. Just CM Punk should just hit up Colt and be like, "Hey, you want to have a chat? Do you want to have an interview? We'll, we'll record it. Yeah, I'll pay for the legal fees if anything goes <laughs> wrong." Wink, wink. <laughs> Psych. What a dick. <laughs> okay, we'll have a uh, every time you say CM Punk next week, you have to put a coin in the CM Punk jar. All right. Okay. <laughs> Pepsi jar. <laughs> I still got some pennies from back home. So. Yeah, true. Yeah, we don't have those in Canada mm-hmm. anymore. Uh, so that wraps us up here today. Everyone in the YouTube chat here today, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, appreciate everyone, including Megan, Chris, the other Chris, everyone who joined in there. Laura was in the chat. I see. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody. Uh, and everyone listening, wherever you are, we appreciate you. Uh, hit that subscribe on YouTube and on uh, Spotify or po- Apple Podcasts. Give us a nice little review. It can go quite a long way. But if you like what you hear, uh, check out all the other stuff. Like I mentioned, a detox with Jordan. We got a shot in the dark every week. Cino's filling you in on every other thing going on in the world of wrestling like Ring of Honor, Impact, Women of Wrestling. Shout out the Tonga Twins, the new tag team champions over there, which I just saw, which is awesome. And then they got a new What Up Though coming out. And if you want to hear me and Davey even more, patreon.com slash poisonrana. Only $5 for a whole month's access of hundreds of podcasts. Oh, I almost said thousands, but we're not there yet. But We're one day. close across day. the two feeds. I think Probably we're close to 1,000. Maybe like over now. Lots of shows over on our Patreon, including movie reviews, wrestling reviews, retro NXT reviews, everything. So go support the BDE. Yeah. Because we need it after our long and expensive trip. Oh, yes. Yes. But thank you, everyone. At Poison Rana Pod, Twitter, Instagram. Go give us a follow to see all the stuff that we do. Join the Facebook page as well. And myself, Braden Harrington. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, at the Bray D. And you can find me at Davey Portman. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And I know you mentioned Gable saying shush, mm. but in Berlin... What, what did I learn in, in German? Tschüss. 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 So I just kept doing that. So take care, goodbye, be safe, and tschüss. Ahoy!